This is MRN Classic Races, presented by Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR. And also brought to you by Hercules Tires, right on our strength. NASCAR Racing, next on MRN Radio. The only predictable thing about a NASCAR Winston Cup season is the fact that it's rather unpredictable. The featured names this year are Mark Martin and Dale Earnhardt. With just two races to go, Martin holds a 45-point lead over Earnhardt in a NASCAR championship battle that has electrified the entire racing world. But just one year ago, Rusty Wallace entered the race here at Phoenix International Raceway with a commanding 109-point lead in the season standings, but then disaster. Rusty Wallace has now reassumed the lead as pit stops have been completed by all of the front runners. He comes across the stripe. He'll have a comfortable lead on second place. Trouble in turn one. Rusty Wallace's car breaks loose. He spins it completely around, tags into the outside retaining wall. A lot of damage to the left side of Rusty Wallace. From the Valley of the Sun, Phoenix, Arizona, the Checker 500 is next. MRN Radio presents NASCAR Today. Sponsored by Goody's Headache Powders and Extra Strength Tablets, the South's number one headache powder. Good afternoon, everyone, from Phoenix International Raceway. Well, there is so much on the line today, we could spend the next 30 minutes, Eli Gold, talking about just what is at stake, not only for Mark Martin and Dale Earnhardt, but for quite a few of the other teams also. There are still a half a dozen of the top teams in this business yet to win a race in 1990. The point situation, even from fourth on back, very much in doubt yet as to who's going to end up third, fourth, fifth, sixth, eighth. All that can very well change, and it could change right here today. It's been a very exciting year on the Winston Cup circuit. Many people are saying that Dale Earnhardt has dominated, and perhaps he has in some areas, but with 13 different race winners in 27 races and 12 different pole winners in 27 races, that says a lot for what the competition has been like all season long, but you're right behind the 45-point separation of Mark Martin to Dale Earnhardt. Jeff Bodine trails Bill Elliott for third in the points by just 16. Kyle Petty trails Rusty Wallace by just 58 points for fifth overall. Ricky Rudd is only two points further behind. And even Alan Kowicki in 10th, just seven points behind Ernie Irvin. So as you say, the ramifications of this race and the season finale in Atlanta in just two weeks' time will mean a lot prestige-wise and dollar-wise for these Winston Cup drivers. And for Dale Earnhardt, this could be a do-or-die day here. If he has a very bad finish and loses quite a few points, he certainly will almost be out of the contention to win the Winston Cup championship. On the other hand, if he can pick up as much as 15 or 20, he goes into Atlanta with a good shot to take it away from Mark Martin before it's all over. We'll be going trackside in a few minutes to talk with some of the drivers. We'll take a short break, and we'll be back. Those of you tuned to the Checker 500 from Phoenix International Raceway are listening on one of 269 radio stations in 31 states across our country, including WDOD Radio in Chattanooga, Tennessee. We welcome you aboard for the very first time. From the Phoenix International Raceway, this is MRN Radio. Welcome back to the Phoenix International Raceway on a magnificent afternoon for racing. There is not a cloud in the sky. The mountains that surround this one-mile racetrack just look majestic in this afternoon's sunshine, and we're glad you're along with us here on MRN Radio. 
The story of the day is the Winston Cup point chase. With two races to go, Mark Martin leads Dale Earnhardt by 45 points. Mark Martin has qualified sixth overall, or rather eighth overall, for this afternoon's Checker 500. And standing with him on the starting grid is Jim Phillips from WNPC Radio in Newport, Tennessee. Well, it's just simple mathematics, Mark Martin. You're 45 ahead. You have two races to go, and uh, you finished third or better in both to take the championship. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, we, uh, we're anxious to get racing here. We've got a good race car here, and <clears throat> we like this racetrack, and uh, we're anxious to get, get going and see what we got and, and uh, see what we can do with it. This is the fourth race this year for this car, and every time you've headed out, it's been in the top five. Yeah, this this car's been really good to us. Uh, it's one of the oldest cars we have, but uh, you know it got a facelift this this summer, and uh, uh, you know the car's been good before and afterwards. Uh, it's been real good to us, and uh, this racetrack has been uh, was kind to us last year, and, and uh, you know we can just hope to go out and do our best job like we always do, and hope that it turns out to be a, a good day for us, and uh, uh, maybe you'll see the Folgers Thunderbird in victory lane. How about the pace uh, today as far as you're concerned? Well, it's going to get pretty slow. It's pretty slick. Uh, and the sun's out probably uh, uh, as much or more than it's been on any day we've been here. And so, uh, you know, the track is going to get slick and slow, and I think that's where we're going to do the best. Uh, we haven't had uh, blinding speed, but we've had uh, uh, something that I felt like we were going to be able to race good with. And uh, we, uh, we tried a lot of different things. We've tried everything in our powers to make the car uh, as good as possible and and we're you know we've arrived at this we feel like that this is where we need to be and we're just going to have to go race and see how it turns out and for a man going for a million dollars he seems rather calm Dale Earnhardt of course knows what he has to do he has to make something happen because if Mark Martin has no mechanical problems or something doesn't befall that team to put them way back in the standings he has to really run at the front he has to win both these races he as I said he has to make things happen let's get his thoughts covering the action on pit road this afternoon also from Woodruff, South Carolina, Dick Brooks. Well, Dale's sitting in the car. He just got his belts and stuff hooked up. Got a kiss from his wife and uh, seems pretty relaxed himself. He got a car here that's got two races on it. Both of them have done good. One at Wilkesboro, I believe, and one at Martinsville. And uh, so it's the type of car it needs for a flat racetrack like this. And uh, I think they're probably going for bear here. Dale, it's a difficult thing to keep asking the same questions every week. And I know everybody gets tired of of uh, answering those questions, but most people get, uh, you know, interested in listening to them. So, got to say again, what's the plan? Well, you know, we're behind in the points, uh, Dick. So, we just really got to go out there and race hard. Try to go out and lead the laps and uh, win the race and force the issue on him. You know, if we can beat him and and win this race, add add some bonus points and uh, cut the margin down going to going to uh, Atlanta, it'd be great. You know, it's been sort of weird. You know, Mark and I when. When I run good, he runs good. When I have a problem, he has problems, and it's just sort of been competitive all the way through. We've not, uh, for the last half of the season, not had a problem where uh, he's gained a whole lot or I've lost a whole lot except for the, the race at Charlotte. But still, it's been real close racing, and uh, it's been a fun battle this year, and it's going to be a good race here today. Uh, the car car is working good and looking good. Mark looks like he's working pretty good. So I'm looking forward to it. If we can just get in here and run good, Lead a lap two here first, first the race, get us some bonus points and see what we can do toward the end of the race. Well, we were talking a little bit earlier, and it just uh, him and his wife, and they say, and I, I told him, I said, well, if you're going to have to do this another 10 years or so, you're going to have four or five more times just like this, I think, coming down to the last two or three races, and it just, uh, somebody's got to make the decision. If none of them breaks, 
It's going to be a tough thing for uh, Earnhardt and crew, but they're trying. They're a tough customer. Well, he'll make something happen here this afternoon. I think they are going to pull out the stops because, as Richard Childress said, uh, the worst we're going to end up is second because there's nobody pushing to take second place away from them, so they don't have a whole lot to lose. We'll take a short break, and we'll talk with some more drivers when we come back. From the racetrack to the road home, fill up with Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR. Sunoco makes high-quality performance fuels for the greatest drivers in the world, both on and off the track. Whether you are pulling up to the pump or experiencing the excitement of being at the track on race day, this will be a four-tire change. They've already topped it off with Sunoco fuel. Side service complete, second can of Sunoco fuel in. He's down and away. You can trust Sunoco to be the fuel that keeps you going. Capture the essence of racing and fill up with the official fuel of NASCAR, Sunoco. We're back at the Phoenix International Raceway. It is an absolute beautiful day, as Eli pointed out when we first came on the air. The temperature is going to be, get very warm. You heard the drivers talking about this racetrack getting a little bit slippery, and the hotter it gets, the slicker it's going to get. So that could be one of the big stories here this afternoon. Right now, let's go down trackside again and talk with some more of the drivers. Dick Brooks. Well, we're here with Rusty Wallace. He's sitting in the car. Rusty, uh, you know, just like I said, what a difference a year makes. I guess uh, the whole thing's going to turn around for you pretty quick. Uh, you're back on a pole here, though, after uh, not having the best last half of the season, I guess, that you've had in a while. This is a good racetrack for you. Last year, you really needed to, to make it all work here and uh, <laughs> had a little problem. But um, what seems to happen now that you uh, know that the season's going to change and everybody's going to make a different change next year, you still want to run as hard as you, hard as you run, or is it just uh, seems like now it's a fun thing and you need to do that? Well, I mean, the main, my main concern right now is to win as many races as I can. That's two. That's what's left. And, yeah, I mean, I want to go out of this thing in a blazing glory with winning everything there possibly is. And getting a pole was just a good team morale boost. I've always run good here at Phoenix. Uh, I had this thing won last year, and me and another driver got into it. But uh, uh, I got the same cars I had last year. I got Tia. Uh, it was a car named after Barry Dotson's little daughter. So I'm real happy with the car. It's running real well. Uh, it's handling great. And uh, so let's just need a little luck today. One of these days, these guys are going to make these cars famous. They keep naming them. Good luck to you. Those are the thoughts of Rusty Wallace. Now, there is another battle underway here at Phoenix Raceway today. This is a combination event, Winston Cup and Winston West. And the Winston West Seasonal Championship has a one-point separation. That's all. Bill Sedgwick from Van Nuys, California, has a one-point lead on veteran Bill Schmidt from Redding, California. Sedgwick knows what it's like to be in the pressure cooker as a rookie standout a year ago. Jim Phillips is with Sedgwick back at 32nd starting spot. Well, Bill Sedgwick, it's simple for you today to win your championship. You have to finish one position ahead of Bill Schmidt. That's not really that uh, that simple. You know, it's a long race and anything can happen. We're, uh, our main concern is to get a consistent pace going and try to finish the race. That's And we'll, we'll look at what happens after that. Of course, like Eli pointed out, he has uh, been in the pressure before being a rookie of the year in this Winston West division. And we will keep you abreast of the battle for both the Winston Cup and the Winston West Championship throughout the course of our Checker 500 coverage. Also today, the right guard halfway challenge is back, and this week it could make a winner out of you. The driver who leads at the halfway lap this afternoon will win $10,000. And of course, every time a driver wins, you can win at home, so stay tuned for details here on MRN, because you could win a Pontiac Grand Prix SE during today's Checker 500 coverage. Coverage. Well, most of the pre-race activity has now concluded. The drivers are climbing aboard their cars, getting ready here very shortly. 43 cars are in the field here this afternoon, and we'll take you through that starting lineup here in just a moment. Right now, let's pause 10 seconds on MRN Radio for station identification. 
Down at the start-finish line, T.G. Shepard just entertaining the crowd, and now the singing of our national anthem. We are closing in on the start of the Checker 500. MRN Radio's coverage from Phoenix, Arizona is coming up next. NASCAR Today is produced by MRN Radio and sponsored by Goodies Headache Powders and Extra Strength Tablets, the official pain reliever of NASCAR. From the Phoenix International Raceway, this is MRN Radio. MRN Radio presents the NASCAR Winston Cup Series. Today, the Checker 500. Sponsored by Pontiac and your local Pontiac dealer. We build excitement by Tyson Holly Farms, the official chicken of NASCAR and sponsor of today's Lickety Split Award. By True Value Hardware Stores. Got a tough job to do? You can do it with True Value Hardware Stores. And by Anheuser-Busch. Brewers of Bush Beer, head for the mountains of Bush Beer. Good afternoon again, everyone, and welcome to MRN Radio's live coverage of the Checker 500 on a simply magnificent day here in Phoenix, Arizona. It is a jam-packed Phoenix International Raceway. And as been the history of this racetrack over the last couple of years, even the mountainside that is between turns three and four separating the racetrack from the Gila Indian Reservation is just teeming with racing fans all up and down the mountainside. It is quite a setting for the next to the last race of the Winston Cup schedule. Let's take a look at the 43 car field in this Winston Cup and Winston West event. Starting 43rd is John Krebs of Roseville, California, the Skull Racing Pontiac. 42nd is Jimmy Means of Huntsville, Alabama, the Alka-Seltzer Pontiac. 41st, Jim Bowne of Portland, Oregon, the Heinz 57 Pontiac. 40th is Bill Schmidt from Redding, California in the Ross Corporation Chevy. 39th is Gary Collins of Bakersfield, California, the custom printing Oldsmobile. 38th is Brent Kading from Campbell, California. He's in the Los Gatos Ferrari Chevrolet. 37th, good to see Troy Beebe back on the racetrack from Modesto, California, the Taco Bell Racing Buick. 36th is Richard Petty of Randleman, North Carolina, the SDP Pontiac. Starting 35th, Mike Chase from Bakersfield, California, the Framiller Trucking Buick. Going in 31st, excuse me, 34th is Jeff Purvis of Clarksville, Tennessee, the Plastic Coat Chevrolet. 33rd starter is Mark Reed of Bakersfield, California, and the AM Plumbing Chevrolet. 32nd is Bill Sedgwick from Van Nuys, California, the Spears Manufacturing Chevrolet, and 31st is Rod Rodney Combs out of Lost Creek, West Virginia, the Evinrude Outboard Pontiac. Starting 30th, Morgan Shepard from Conover, North Carolina. He's in the Motorcraft Ford. 29th starter, Michael Walter of Owensboro, Kentucky, the Country Time Lemonade Pontiac. 28th, Chuck Bound. He's from Portland, Oregon, in the Kellogg's Corn Flakes Oldsmobile. 27th starter, Kyle Petty of Randleman, North Carolina, the Peak Antifreeze Pontiac. 26th, Harry Gant of Taylorsville, North Carolina, the Food Lion Skull Bandit Oldsmobile. 25th, Ted Musgrave of Grand Marsh, Wisconsin, in the Wide World of Maps Pontiac. 24th, Rick Wilson out of Bartow, Florida, in the Dinner Bell Foods Oldsmobile. 23rd, 
That'll be Terry Labonte out of Cor Corpus Christi, Texas, in the Magic Market Skull Classic Oldsmobile. And 22nd, Chad Little of Spokane, Washington, in the Crown Central Petroleum Oldsmobile. 21st, Dale Jarrett of Conover, North Carolina. He'll be in the Sitco Ford. Taking a look at the top 20, Derek Cope of Spanaway, Washington, as the Pure Later Filters Chevy in 20th. 19th is Dave Marcus of Wausau, Wisconsin, the Big Apple Market Chevrolet. 18th, Hut Strickland from Calera, Alabama, the Ray Bestus Brakes Buick. They have re-signed Hut for another year. The announcement came yesterday. 17th is Ernie Irvin of Modesto, California, the Kodak Film Chevrolet. Brett Bodine from Chemung, New York, starts 16th in the Quaker State Buick. 15th is Sterling Marlin of Columbia, Tennessee, the Sunoco Ultra Oldsmobile. 14th, Bobby Hillen of Midland, Texas, the Snickers Buick. Jeff Bodine from Chemung, New York, has the Budweiser Ford and 13th. 12th is Bill Elliott of Dawsonville, Georgia, the Coors Melling Ford, and 11th is Alan Kowicki from Greenfield, Wisconsin, the Xerox Ford Thunderbird. Quick look at the top 10. Daryl Waltrip starts in 10th position from Franklin, Tennessee, the Exxon Superflow Chevrolet. Ricky Rudd will be 9th from Chesapeake, Virginia, the Levi Garrett Exxon Chevrolet. The 8th starter, Mark Martin out of Batesville, Arkansas, and the Folgers Coffee Ford. Starting 7th is Rick Mast of Rockbridge Bass, Virginia, the Banquet Frozen Foods Planters Nuts Chevrolet. Sixth starter, Greg Sachs out of Mattituck, New York in the Ultra Slim Fast Chevrolet. Starting fifth, Dick Trickle of Wisconsin's Rapids, Wisconsin. He'll be in the Tropartic Motor Oil Racing Pontiac. Fourth is Davey Allison from Hueytown, Alabama in the Texaco Haviland Ford. Starting third, Dale Earnhardt of Kannapolis, North Carolina, the GM Goodrich Chevrolet. And of course, the front row, Ken Schrader starts from the second position of Fenton, Missouri and the Kodiak Exxon Superflow Chevy. And on the pole, Rusty Wallace, St. Louis, Missouri, the Miller Genuine Draft Pontiac. Today's broadcast of the Checker 500 is brought to you under exclusive radio rights granted by the Phoenix International Raceway to MRN Radio solely for the private non-commercial use of our listening audience. Any publication, reproduction, or other use of the description and accounts of this race without the expressed written consent of NASCAR and MRN Radio is prohibited. We mentioned a short while ago that today you've got a chance to win the right guard halfway challenge contest. The exciting halfway lap is 156 today, and the driver who wins the right guard challenge wins $10,000, and you can win a brand new Pontiac Grand Prix SE. To enter the contest, all you need to do is call 1-900-226-6600, and then stay tuned to our broadcast and stay by your phone, because after the halfway portion of today's race, one sweepstakes entry will be drawn at and called at home and if you get that phone call you must be able to name the driver who won the right guard halfway challenge and if you can do that you'll win a brand new Pontiac Grand Prix so enter the contest now by calling 1-900-226-6600 you must call before the halfway lap you must be at least 18 years of age to enter but certainly enter as often as you'd like but each call does cost 90 cents the contest is void where prohibited no purchase necessary and for complete rules or mail and entry forms for the next race you can see participating stores where right guard is sold or if you'd like on a three by five card write the words right guard halfway challenge along with your name address and telephone number and send it to post office box nine hackensack new jersey 07602 and again today's right guard halfway challenge lap is 156 field has just moved around this racetrack one lap they gave them the indication three laps will be the warm-up period before they cut them loose they're on the second lap right now and one more time after that they'll turn them loose for 312 circuits around this afternoon for the checker 500 let's take a swing around this racetrack right now meet the voices who'll be covering the action out of the turns let's go down to turns one and two to cover the action for mrn joe moore 
Thanks, Barney. A beautiful day here in Phoenix. We were looking at uh, basically a flat racetrack, as you folks mentioned earlier in the broadcast. The only banking, about 11 degrees here at this end of the speedway. This is the most banking that is here. A slight banking also at the other end of the racetrack. Another aspect of the racetrack, pretty interesting here, the fact that Pit Lane Exit Road actually runs parallel to the racetrack down on the inside of the course, and the cars will exit Pit Road coming off turn number two, then swing out into a dog leg on the back straightaway. A lot of action here yesterday in the Southwest Tour event. We'll be looking for a lot of it here this afternoon as well in the Checker 500. In the shadow of that big mountain out behind turns three and four, that's where Alan Bestwick of Daytona Beach, Florida is positioned this afternoon. What a place to call a race from, Eli. This is absolutely beautiful. The hill behind me jam-packed with race fans sitting among the cactus trees. I'm positioned on top of the Goodyear Bridge that stretches across turn number four of the speedway. As the drivers come down the back straightaway, there's just a little kink to the left, a little dog leg halfway down the back straightaway. Then they get on the binders to the entrance to turn number three. This end of the racetrack, flat as a pancake. You can either make up a lot of time or lose a lot of time, depending on how your car handles in the middle of this corner. We'll be watching the action from this part of the racetrack this afternoon. 500 kilometers equals 312 miles. This is a one-mile racetrack, so you've got it 312 times around the Phoenix International Raceway. Underneath the Goodyear crossover bridge that allows fans to go from the infield to outside the track, the pace car with Elmo Langley at the wheel slows. He heads down the pit lane, and we are set to begin the next to the last race of the Winston Cup season with Mark Martin leading Dale Earnhardt by 45 points. Here we go. They are down to the line. Green flag is out as they take it to Turn number one on the break. Rusty Wallace pulls out front all by himself as they hit the corner. Wallace leads the way, but Schrader still battles on the outside of him. Those two break away by five car lengths over the third place machine. That's Earnhardt. He's all alone. Directly behind him, the battle goes on for fifth. Davey Allison and Dick Trickle there. They'll shuffle that out single file. Allison will get fourth. Trickle will fall back to fifth. Greg Sachs is sixth. Side by side for seventh. Rick Mast on the inside. Mark Martin is on the outside. Dale Earnhardt wanted to try and lead a lap early. He will not lead lap number one. Rusty Steve Wallace does, ahead of Schrader, Earnhardt, Davey Allison, and Trickle. Greg Sachs now a little impatient, trying to make a pass for fifth. Sachs trying to get underneath the Dick Trickle car. He'll settle down, though, and fall back in line. Further back for about the 12th spot, a good battle goes on. Ricky Rudd and Darrell Waltrip side by side on the back stretch. Rudd will have the inside groove. Waltrip will be on the outside. The two Hendrick Chevrolets come to the entrance of turn number three. Waltrip will nose ahead, but his car pushes up the racetrack. Rudd's going to fight back down to the bottom. That'll be the battle for 10th position as they come door to door out of the corner. Darrell will secure the the spot as they come out of the turn. Meanwhile, Rusty Wallace has just took off. He's five car lengths ahead as he works back to one and two. Battle's going to be right behind Rusty Wallace. Earnhardt's on the move down to the inside of the Kenny Schrader car. Grabs the spot. They make slight contact off turn number two. Earnhardt's Goodrich Chevrolet heads out. One car smokes here in turn one. Down the back straightaway, Earnhardt will pull up into the second position. Schrader will fall back to third. Put Davey Allison in fourth. Dick Trickle is fifth, and Mark Martin is sixth. Mike Chase is the car that Joe was telling you about seconds ago. He is very slow, but moving off turn number two and down the back straightaway. So we do remain under green as Alan Kowicki now back at around 11th spot is on the move. Another Ford on the outside of Kowicki. That is Bill Elliott, and Kowicki gets the jump on him coming off the corner. The front end of his car showing some daylight in front of Bill Elliott. Elliott, though, battles back on the backstretch. On the front side of the pack, the leader's coming up to move around. The very slowly limping along Mike Chase car. The West Coast driver now ducking down. 
out of the safety apron, and everyone will go by Chase as he makes it back to pit road. Another car is beginning to move up from back in the pack is Sterling Marlin. He's picked off about three or four spots as he works his way around the racetrack. Single file now, all the way back to about 15th position before we find a side-by-side -side battle over in turn two. That's where Sterling Marlin's making his move with the Jeff Bodine car. He moves to the inside of Bodine, but Bodine gets the forward wound off coming off the corner, so Bodine will hold Sterling Marlin off for now. Down to the end of the back straightaway, Kulwicki wants to get underneath of Elliott again. We'll make this back for about the 12th position. Kulwicki has the preferred low groove. He'll lead Elliott off the corner. Further back, the battle for the Winston West Championship. Now just a couple of positions separating Bill Sedgwick, the point leader, who has one point of an advantage over Bill Schmidt. And Sedgwick now will lose two more spots as Richard Petty and Rodney Combs go by him. So the Winston West battle now separated by just a position while the Winston Cup leaders are back in turn one. Still single file all the way back through the front 12 cars. Wallace, two car lengths over Earnhardt, two car lengths over Schrader. Another seven back to Davey Allison. Looking at the field in the early going, it doesn't appear that that many cars are having any kind of a handling problem. For the most part, they're getting in the corner good and they're getting off the corner good. The one of the best handling machines out there is Rusty Wallace. He's been challenged a few times, but nobody's been able to do anything with him. Dale Earnhardt has moved his way up to the number two position. As Eli said, he needs to lead a lap as early as he can. They work back to three. Earnhardt trying to chase Wallace down, not having much luck. Wallace actually opening up a couple of car lengths this time by. Will fade back to the 12th position where that Kulwicki and Elliott battle still going on. Kulwicki not able to dispense with Elliott. He's still underneath him trying to get the spot. Elliott gets a pretty good jump midway through the turns, and I believe this time will make it pay off. Here at start finish, Elliott has a half car length edge over Kowicki, but again, Allen has the inside groove back into the corner. Kowicki sneaks right back up underneath. Bill Elliott gets a fender out in front, but he can't move ahead because Ricky Rudd directly ahead of him in that lane. Now Rudd will try to make a move to the inside of Darrell Waltrip. That won't work. Meanwhile, the two forwards still go at it in turn three. Still Elliott and Kowicki, who started side by side on the grid, neither one able to shake the other. A little bottleneck up in front as Waltrip and Greg Sachs race side by side. That's a good battle back there from about 10th position on back. That's where the door-to-door -door racing is going on. If you're wondering how Mark Martin's doing, he started eighth. He has worked his way up to sixth position. They're back in two. Front nine cars, single file. That battle back for about the tenth spot. Finally, Darrell Waltrip gets out on that one. It'll be Greg Sachs and Ricky Rudd going side by side. Directly behind them, the two Fords of Gowicki and Elliott. Still the battle for tenth spot right now. Ricky Rudd working underneath Greg Sachs. Then the 11th and 12th place battle, Gowicki and Bill Elliott. Those four cars running tightly together off the corner. We are working the eighth of 312 laps here in Phoenix, Arizona. Just joining us, we welcome you to coverage of the Checker 500 on MRN Radio, the next to the last race of the 1990 Winston Cup season. Midway, midway down the back straightaway, it's Rusty Wallace trying to hold off Dale Earnhardt. He's doing it by some 10 car lengths at the moment. Earnhardt has about 10 car lengths over Ken Schrader, who's third, then about 20 car lengths back to Davey Allison, fourth. Mark Martin is fifth, Trickle is sixth, Mast is seventh, and Waltrip is eighth. Ninth is Ricky Rudd, in tenth is Greg Sachs, eleventh is Alan Kowicki, twelfth right now is Bill Elliott, 13th, that's Jeff Bodine, 14th, Ernie Irvin, and 15th, rounding out the top 15 will be Sterling Marlin. They're back to two. Bobby Hillen trying to make a move on the Sterling Marlin car, sitting back in the 16th position. He stuck a nose to the outside. That move didn't work. Directly behind him, Brett Bodine also trying to get by. He looks, takes a shot on the outside, coming off turn two, but he too will settle back in as they head to turn three. A group of about nine cars running from 10th spot all back, where all the battling is going on right now. Greg Sachs is trying to hold off an Alan Kowicki charge. Kowicki is up on the outside. 
Alan Kowicki has been going battle to battle with Bill Elliott much of the day. This time he goes to the outside of Greg Saxon, grabs that position, and Elliott will try and follow him through as well. Meanwhile, Mike Chase, one of the West Coast drivers, has had his car pushed behind the wall. Chase, who has appeared occasionally in Winston Cup competition and has had some pretty good runs on the year and over the seasons, dating back to Sears Point as well back in June, ending his day apparently very early after the problems in turn one. We'll get an update shortly. The lead cars now completing their 12th lap. Good battle going on for fourth place right now. A couple of the Fords working on that one as they get back in turn one. Coming off turn four, Mark Martin got a spot underneath Davey Allison, but the car broke loose. He had to gather control of the machine. Now he follows Davey Allison back down the back stretch to turn three. Bumper to bumper, those two cars drifting back to about 25 car lengths off of third place Ken Schrader as the leaders move up to lap John Krebs, one of the West Coast drivers. Field coming back underneath that Goodyear bridge towards the start-finish line. Krebs goes down the pit lane. Meanwhile, Jim Phillips is already checking on Mike Chase. Chase, who led four laps during the Winston Cup race at Sears Point earlier this year. So he's a good one. Chop, what's the problem? What's the problem, Mike? behind the wall. Yeah, we just got into turn one there, and something broke in the right front. I don't know if the tire blew out or something screen up there broke, and I just couldn't steer it. and nothing I could do with the thing, so... Prime Lord Fisher and Billy, could we get back out? These guys work back out there. They're going to try to get it fixed. He likes the right front suspicion that was down on the car when he entered the pits. Also, John Krebs is in the pit area. The hood is up on his automobile. We'll try to get a word with him. They have it fired now. What's the problem? Uh, I think we're having a little bit of motor failure right now. I'm not real sure. That's John Krebs. He's also behind the wall, Eli. A couple of West Coast drivers going out a little bit earlier here this afternoon. Rusty Wallace is still the leader, very much in command in the early going this afternoon of the Checker 500 here at the Phoenix International Raceway. Here he is across the line, and he has almost a quarter of a straightaway over Dale Earnhardt right now, about an equal distance back to Kenny Schrader, who round out the top three. We'll take a short break, and we'll be back in a minute. From the racetrack to the road home, fill up with Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR. Sunoco makes high-quality performance fuels for the greatest drivers in the world, both on and off the track. Whether you are pulling up to the pump or experiencing the excitement of being at the track on race day, this will be a four-tire change. They've already topped it off with Sunoco fuel. Side service complete, second can of Sunoco fuel in. He's down and away. You can trust Sunoco to be the fuel that keeps you going. Capture the essence of racing and fill up with the official fuel of NASCAR, Sunoco. Protect your engine, you have to change the oil. Right now at O'Reilly Auto Parts, pick up five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil for $28.95 and get a free O'Reilly Auto Parts tumbler after mail-in rebate. Protect your engine from sludge and wear with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We're back at the Phoenix International Raceway, still leading Rusty Wallace, but the best battle on the speedway is back about fifth position. Dick Trickle is there right now holding on to it. Davey Allison and Darrell Waltrip and Rick Mast all in that pack of traffic back in one. Trickle finally broke free of all the battling. It's directly behind him now as three of them get together. Rick Mast trying to make a move to the inside of Darrell Waltrip. Davey Allison sits on the outside of Waltrip Chevrolet. Allison is sliding back through the field. He had been up in the third and fourth positions. He lost a couple of spots to Mark Martin and Dick Trickle. Now the car pushes way out in the middle of turn three. Here's Waltrip down to the 
the bottom to try and get a spot. Darrell is there trying to make the move off the inside of the racetrack coming out of turn number four but Davey Allison's Ford and for that matter Rick Mast both re-accelerating quickly and try to bypass Waltrip back into turn one. Mast trying to hold his car down just a bit as it skitters up the banking. Waltrip gets the good bite off turn number two. He gets a fender out in front of Rick Mast but still has to deal with Davey Allison. Coming down the back straightaway Waltrip down on the underside of the Allison car. They reach the end of the straightaway and Allison excuse me that'll be Mast that'll give him room in the outside. Waltrip's car pushes way up the racetrack as well. Now he gathers it back up and heads on down the straightaway. Darrell Waltrip getting around this racetrack about as well as anyone right now. Remember he has yet to win a race in 1990 and he'd hate to go through the season. I think it's been all the way back until the early 70s since Darrell Waltrip failed to win a race almost when he started his career. So he'd certainly like to end the season on a winning note. He moves up another position out of turn number two. Darrell said yesterday Phoenix is not an easy racetrack. He kind of puts this place into perspective. First turn hard third turn uh, deceiving and the fourth turn uh, you got to watch your car get to pushing or get loose off that corner and you really kill your time down the front so Walter right now apparently has his setup as well as anyone here he's marched all the way from 10th position and is continuing to try and chase down the leader over in turn two he's holding the sixth position now directly ahead of the Rick Mast car still some good battling going on behind them Ricky Rudd's trying to take advantage of an ill handling machine of Davey Allison Allison's car seems to kick loose coming off turn two he gathers it back in gets it going in the right direction as he heads to turn three Allison's car not handling well at this end of the racetrack at all pushing all the way to the very outside groove Ricky Rudd is going to take advantage of that opening he'll try and jump underneath Allison off of four. Ricky will settle in now between Davey Allison and just ahead of Alan Kowicki. Another man who's really having his hands full of late is Dale Jarrett. His car not handling uh, worth the lick right now, and Joe, it might be because of a problem he had in front of you moments ago. He got into the side of Chad Little coming off turn number two here. Little came down the banking just a bit. They made contact. The car turned sideways. Jarrett's did, and he could have messed up the tires in trying to recover the machine. Good save for Dale Jarrett, but obviously it's costing him now. We have our pit reporters also checked in Rick Masters pit. He is not running anywhere near as well as he was early this afternoon. He was getting around there pretty good. Now he's dropping back and appears to be having a little trouble getting through the corners. They're back in one. He's fighting the car, trying to hold it as it goes around some of the lap traffic. He's fallen now behind some of that other battling that was going on. Dick Trickle and Darrell Waltrip directly ahead of Rick Mast. What we're noticing in the turn three and four end of the racetrack right now, this is a very flat part of the racetrack. No banking to help the cars. On the new tires, all the cars able to stick right at the bottom of the racetrack, but now with the amount of laps that we've run and the tires start to get some wear in them all the cars really beginning to slide up the racetrack when they hit the entrance to turn three we are working the 26th of 312 laps here today rusty wallace continues to lead dale earnhardt is in second spot third now is the ken schrader machine going in fourth is mark martin daryl waltrip is fifth dick trickle runs in sixth rick mast goes seventh davy allison is eighth alan kowicki is ninth ricky rudd runs tenth over in turn number three the 11th position right now bill elliott trying to work his way a little closer to the front and the battle as we said has been back in the pack for the most part the front three cars really strung out in the early going here at phoenix this afternoon perfect weather temperature is supposed to get up somewhere in the 80s this afternoon the racetrack may become a little bit more slippery as the day goes by but for the moment only a few cars that started up toward the front of the pack having any handling problems rusty wallace just continues to set the pace i think there's a determination in wallace i haven't seen in a long long time with the season winding down that team splitting up at the end of the year we've touched on that a couple of times in recent weeks but he seems like a man determined to win the last two races if there's any way at all to do it. 
I think he wants to leave this team on a high note. Hadn't been a great year for him, but it hadn't been all that bad either. No, it really hasn't been that bad of a year, and Rusty is out to uh, not so much prove a point, like you say, but just get the job done and make sure he goes out with a degree of respectability points-wise. He's in fifth, and he has a 58-point lead on Kyle Petty. He also uh, sees just a... Uh, 221 point deficit between himself and Jeff Bodine so it's not likely that Rusty could move up and catch Jeff in fourth but he has to be careful to hang on to fifth so that Kyle Petty doesn't bypass him there we see a lot of those situations here today we told you at the very outset of the broadcast through the top 10 there are positions separated by as few as two points among many of the competitors Davey Allison and Ricky Rudd good battle in turn one that's a battle for the 10th spot Davey Allison again sliding up the banking of it Rudd is able to get by as Allison goes high Elliott grabs the spot underneath them. Elliott will try and fight to the inside and the dogleg on the back straightaway now as they come to the entrance of turn three. Allison is going to have to yield on the outside, so Elliott slides up into the top ten. That's one of the whole keys to this racetrack at Phoenix is the entry you make going into turn number three. If you swing wide out against that wall, don't have any traffic there, and then can cut the car down to the inside and get a good line, you can really make some time through number three and get off four extremely well. If you are not able to do that and there's traffic there and you get yourself a little bit out of position, you can lose as much as two or three spots simply. It's almost like getting caught in the outside line and nobody letting you back in. That's going to be one of the critical places here before the day is over will be turn number three. Rusty Wallace sets the pace with 31 laps complete in the Checker 500 here this afternoon. I don't think there's room in this racetrack to put another person. They started coming in here. We came out about 6.30 or so this morning, and there was probably 10 or 15,000 people here then. They have really taken the racing here in Phoenix. And you know what else I like is the fact that we came into the racetrack today on a road that didn't even exist last year. They are obviously realizing that this facility is growing by leaps and bounds, and there has, over the last couple of years, been some problem getting the traffic in and out. They said, we're going to work on it. And this year we showed up, and they are working on it because there are new roads in place. Mark Martin now with a challenge against Kenny Schrader for third in turn one. Side by side, Schrader on the outside of the racetrack. He goes up just a bit. Martin gets a jump coming off the corner. But again, Schrader pulls even with him on the backstretch. Schrader has the horsepower on the outside, but Martin is going to have the preferred groove on the inside. We talked just a second ago about this end of the racetrack being crucial. Martin's car is really hooked up at the bottom of turn four. That's where he's making a move now on Schrader. If you get that inside groove going in the corner and get a good bite coming out of the turn, you can do some business. Schrader just chopped him off that time because he knows what's at stake for Mark, and Mark can't afford to get up there and tangle fenders with him. Schrader holds him off for the moment. Martin goes after him again in turn two. Martin almost runs off the racetrack, makes contact with Schrader coming off the corner. Schrader has to get out of the throttle momentarily, but they settle back down single file. Schrader has the third spot. Martin's in fourth. And they approach a group of about four lap cars that Earnhardt and, and uh, Dale Earnhardt and Rusty Wallace have already gone by now, so they'll have to run single file as they deal with the traffic. As far as the Winston West battle is concerned, Bill Sedgwick, who has a one-point lead over Bill Schmidt, is now beginning to pull away because we see a little telltale smoke from the rear of Schmidt's automobile, particularly as he enters and exits the corners, and Schmidt is progressively falling further behind now about... Uh, a quarter of a lap, or if not a third of a lap, behind Bill Sedgwick. So Sedgwick trying to hang on for the Winston West Championship, which he holds currently by just one point. 34 laps are complete, 312 make up the total distance in today's running of the Checker 500. Rusty Wallace has led the distance so far here in Phoenix, Arizona. 
here at Phoenix International Raceway. The car right now that is really having some problem is the current Winston Cup points leader, Mark Martin. He almost got into the wall coming out of turn number four that last time around, and that car is not getting the bite of the corner it was a little bit earlier. He heads back to turn three. Martin was trying so hard to get by Ken Schrader. Perhaps he's got that right rear tire on the car that he's pushing so hard off of turn number four, a little hot. He's not getting it hooked up off this end of the racetrack. He's in danger of losing a couple of positions now. Would that be your best guess, Dick Brooks, that the tires are starting to give away just a bit? Well, I think so. I think uh, this track is a little bit hotter than everybody anticipated, I think. And uh, Mark's been driving. I was standing the first turn. He's driving in pretty hard underneath Schrader's. Schrader's got a pretty good line up just a little bit higher. And Mark was driving in pretty hard under him. And uh, it looks like now coming off the fourth turn that uh, the front end's pushing out a little bit on him and then the rear slipping away. That's the worst thing in the world you can do to a race car. And a big part of the time it's the driver that causes that. Once it gets going, it's hard to stop. Right now, Rusty Wallace has almost a quarter of a mile lead on third place on back. That's just how quick he's getting around this racetrack. But closing in on him and beginning to get a little closer to him right now, the second place car, Dale Earnhardt. He's perhaps at least two, two and a half to three seconds behind Rusty Wallace. The rest of the field for the moment, they've kind of left in the dust. And as this field kind of strings out around the racetrack here for the moment, Mel Larson, the president or vice president of Circus Circus Properties up in Las Vegas, Nevada, has joined us here in the booth. Mel, a former Winston Cup driver himself, always uh, shows up at some of the more exciting races at Atlanta and Daytona, and I guess always here at Phoenix. You ran quite a few shows here yourself, didn't you? Well, that's right, Barney. Not only did I drive a lot of races, but I promoted races throughout uh, you know, Arizona, starting back in 52 and uh, running up until 74 when I moved into, uh, into Las Vegas with Circus Circus. So it's great to be back with all my friends and to see what a great facility, but to see these races and this fight for the championship is just, just outstanding. This racetrack has really changed, hasn't it, Mel? Because of what, probably four or five years ago, I guess a, a big crowd here would have been 10 or 12,000. Yeah, they're 17, 18 at the most, and uh, I understand they've got around 80,000 people here today. It's a great, uh, you know, to uh, Buddy Job and uh, Dennis Wood and Susan Tires and all the people that work so hard. Uh, this facility is just outstanding. It uh, matches up with any uh, track of its size in the country. Got to mention, you impressed a lot of folks with your uh, helicopter flying prowess this weekend. Uh, folks know Mel as a, as a friendly sort of a guy, but uh, you can fly a helicopter around pretty well. Well, Marilyn, my wife, and I had a, the, the distinction this, uh, you know, the past few days of being the private helicopter chauffeur for General Chuck Yeager. So we had a great time with him. He's a great fellow and, uh, of course, the Grand Marshal here for the race. So we love the helicopters and we love racing. We look to see all of our friends up at Circus Circus and our new Excalibur. Mel, stand by just a minute. Let's kind of update you what's going on on the racetrack. Rusty Wallace is still the leader. Riding second is Dale Earnhardt. The interval there, pretty much what it was a few moments ago. Now, Mark Martin has lost another position or two. Kenny Schrader has gotten away from him. Darrell Waltrip has moved around. And Rick Mast is now ahead. And Martin's car is really handling bad coming off the corners. Wouldn't be surprised uh, if he keeps dropping back a bit to see him on pit road here in just a moment. Just about half of the people in the garage area, Mel, will end up in uh, up at Circus Circus or up in Las Vegas tonight. What would you say? Probably 30, 40 percent of the people here every year we come out here end up stopping by a few days up there. Well, that's correct. And of course, a lot of the fans, the thing we're happy about is auto racing is such a clean, wholesome, you know, family sport. And we feel that we have the same thing in the uh, gaming industry. We have something for everybody, for the families. We cater to the families. but. We sure like to see the racing people there. Plus, it gives Bud Moore a chance to get new stories going. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> he, yeah, Dick Brooks was over.
over at your place a few weeks ago, and uh, he was really impressed up there. I think Nick is standing by on pit road right now. That's right. Barney, Barney I'd like to say to Mel, I uh, don't think that anybody's ever given me as much uh, fun as he did the last time I was over there, and I don't uh, generally give commercials here on the air for anybody, but he's got something going over there in that Excalibur uh, that's really neat, and one of them is the, uh, the simulator rides he's got. I've been on the roller coaster in real life that he's got simulator there, I got off the roller coaster in real life, walked down and said, boy, that was fun. I got off the roller coaster in his simulator, walked down through there with my knees shaking, and I was tired. I was there got trouble in turn three. Bobby Hillen slammed into by Michael Waltrip after hitting the outside wall. The car spins down to the inside of the racetrack. Kyle Petty slams the inside wall. Sterling Marlin spins. Dave Marcus hits the outside wall, and there's cars all over turn four. At least five or six cars got some sheet metal damage up there, and caution is on the speedway. It'll be the first one this afternoon. The track was all almost blocked for just a moment. Kyle Petty is now moving away with a lot of smoke coming out of that car. There is considerable damage to the left side. Sterling Marlin's car will move away. We see only a little wrinkle sheet metal on his machine. Let's go back to turn three. Well, that all started when Hillen was racing side by side with another car way back in the pack. That car got into Hillen's left rear quarter panel and turned him around, and he backed hard into the outside wall. The car came back across the racetrack right in front of a group of traffic, and in turn four at Phoenix, there's an inside retaining wall right at the edge of the track as well as the outside. Those cars had no place to go to get away from Hillen's car that was across the track, so several of them, including Michael Waltrip, Dave Marcus, and Kyle Petty, locked the brakes down and spun their cars. Kyle got into the inside wall. Marcus got into the outside wall. Waltrip slammed into the side of Hillen's car. Those cars have all come to rest here, and the safety workers are now at those automobiles. Caution is on the speedway, as we said, it comes out on lap number 49. It will be the first one this afternoon. And as some of the leaders come down pit road now, Kyle Petty has evidently uh, ruptured an oil line or something with all of the uh, bent sheet metal because he has put a complete streak of oil all the way around this one-mile racetrack. And Derek Cope's car also involved to the degree his tires are down, and he was slip-sliding around the racetrack. Well, let's cover the pit stop for the leaders. First to Dick Brooks. Well, Rusty Wallace, of course, was the first one in, and Ken Schrader was a little bit behind. That Dale Earnhardt followed Rusty down pit row. Mark Martin took quite a while to get in. He was a fair bit back by the time the caution came out. I think it was among the car that's going to be helped the most in that front lead, anyway, is uh, Mark Martin. They're going to get a chance to uh, do a little chassis adjustment. Davey Allison sitting here where I'm at, and Daryl Waldrop is also. They've got uh, Dick Trickle changing four tires in his car. They've got the rights off, and they're doing the left side. And a drop out of uh, Phillips 66 cars. He goes away, and uh, they're back on the racetrack. Jim Phillips. Bernie Irving came in for four tires and gasoline along with Jeff O'Brien. Rick Mass, the same service. Good stop for the Travis Carter team. Morgan Shepard has been in for tires. Chadley, Jeff Curtis, Bill Cedric also in for tires. And Bill Schmidt comes in right behind him out of the pits. That was a very welcome pit stop for Mark Martin. They needed to get onto pit road and make some changes in that car. We are under the first caution flag of the afternoon here at Phoenix. We'll take a short break and we'll be back. Well, just about everyone has now made a stop on pit road and they are back on the racetrack, but cleanup efforts are gonna be several more laps here before they get everything cleaned up in turns three and four. Again, the first caution flag of the day and the cars involved up there, Kyle Petty in it, Sterling Marlin, Derek Cope, Dave Marcus and Michael Waltrip. And we'll update you as to how many of those will be able to continue and how many will be out of the race when we come back. From the Phoenix International Raceway, this is MRN Radio. 
We're back at the Phoenix International Raceway. We're still working this first caution flag of the afternoon. It looks like a couple of cars may be out of it due to that accident. Michael Waltrip's car and Bobby Hillen. Let's get a little further report and as to clean up efforts and what's still going on with those two machines over in turn three. Go back to Alan Bestwick. Let's first establish that both Bobby and Michael were are out of their cars. Both of them were helped over to the ambulance and placed in the ambulance to go for a checkup at the infield care center. What happened was Waltrip's car, the passenger side of Waltrip's car and the passenger side of Hillen's car each hit each other in a, in a very flat collision, a sideways collision. So both those drivers were out of their cars and they're on their way to the infield care center. Everyone else drove their cars away, including uh, Dave Marcus and Derek Cope. Matter of fact, Dave Marcus's car was just on pit road for service. Mike Chase has gotten his car repaired. Remember, he told us of the uh, suspension problem on his machine earlier today, and he is now coming back onto the racetrack. So we are under caution. They have had to put a good bit of speedy dry down on the racetrack, as we told you when uh, Kyle Petty's car absorbed all the hits that he did. It apparently uh, ruptured a, an oil line, and they put... Uh, the oil all around the one-mile layout here at Phoenix. They are busily uh, putting down up with Kyle Petty. Kyle, first, are you all right? Yeah, fine. What happened? I don't know. Uh, some of those guys were running in front about 100 yards in front of me or so. There's a pack of four or five, and they were racing pretty heavy. And uh, they spun. Somebody got together, and the track was blocked. And I thought I saw a place to get through, and I got hit in the rear. And, or something Maybe I locked the brakes. I don't know. Everything happens so quick, you don't know what happens. Just got in it cars in a big mess you think you might get it fixed to get back out and get some points I don't know we busted the oil cooler so it depends on whether it hurt the motor or not that's Kyle Petty they're working vigorously on his Pontiac to try to get him back in there and try to pick up some of those Winston Cup points 54 laps are complete 312 will it complete the race this afternoon the checker 500 on uh, the race off pit road was won by well you won't be surprised by this at all Dale Earnhardt's team the Goodrich boys put him back on the racetrack first coming out right behind him Rusty Wallace Good pit work also for the 75 car of Rick Wilson. Uh, Bob Rahilly and the boys and Butch Mock down there getting him uh, out back onto the pit, out of the pits real quick. The fourth car that came out of the pits after that stop, that will be Kenny Schrader, then Darrell Waltrip and Mark Martin. And they did make quite a few adjustments on Martin's car, so he should be running a little bit better. Be interesting to see how he runs when he go back to green. We told you throughout the day that there are a number of positions up for grabs in the Winston Cup point chase here today. Kyle Petty, who is now being, uh, the car being repaired in the garage area, had only a two-point lead for sixth spot over seventh place Ricky Rudd. So with Ricky running and Kyle in the garage area, this could be a very, very costly situation for Kyle here this afternoon. We'll continue, of course, to monitor it as our day continues. And don't forget, two weeks from today, Sunday, November 18th, the final race of the Winston Cup season, the Atlanta Journal 500 at the newly named Atlanta Motor Speedway. Now that Bruton Smith has made the purchase official a couple of weeks ago, the racetrack has been rechristened, the Atlanta Motor Speedway. MRN airtime will be 12.15 Eastern time on Sunday, November the 18th, two weeks from today, but the ticket office is open right now there are some tickets available general admission sales are underway so you might want to call the Atlanta Motor Speedway As a matter of fact it's a good idea right now to make plans for 1991 just looking ahead at the schedule for early 91 speed weeks at Daytona International Speedway the Bush Clash and the ARCA 200 on February the 10th the Gatorade twin 125s on Thursday February 14th the Goodies 300 on Saturday February 16th 
and the Daytona 500 on Sunday, February 17th. All of those events at the Daytona International Speedway. The ticket office will be glad to help you at the World Center of Racing. On Sunday, February 24th, the Pontiac 400 will be at the Richmond International Raceway in Richmond, Virginia. And looking ahead to March, the Sunday, March 3rd, Goodwrench 500 at the North Carolina Motor Speedway in Rockingham. You might want to check out those racetracks and make your ticket plans for the end of this year and early 1991. So it's amazing. Here we sit. This year is almost over. Looking ahead to Speed Weeks 91. I guess uh, uh, it seems the quicker we go, the quicker these years fly by or something, Barn. Well, as you get a little bit older, uh, they do zip by in a hurry. But this, is, this season really has gone by awfully quick. We are still under caution here at Phoenix International Raceway. Cleanup efforts uh, still going on up in turns three and four. Alan Bestrick, they're still putting down the stay dry. All the cars have been moved now, I think. Well, they just moved away the Michael Waltrip and Bobby Hillen cars. They had a little trouble getting Hillen's car hooked up onto a rollback truck because it's damaged very badly, both front, back, and left and right sides. All four corners of the car were beat in, so that took them a while. And when they dragged that car out of the dirt on the bottom of the infield, they dragged a lot of gravel up onto the racetrack. So right now, a group of about 10 track workers down here with push brooms trying to clean that off so we can get back to clean racing conditions in turn three. Well, Dale Earnhardt's got his five bonus points. He has led the last several laps here. That good pit work put him back out there, and that's the one thing they wanted to do, is, as we pointed out earlier in our broadcast, is to lead a lap as quick as he could and get five bonus points. So if uh, assuming that he doesn't finish any further ahead than one spot ahead of Mark Martin, at least he'll pick up five points here. A lot of the guys in the pits are saying that if he leaves here picking up 15 or 20 points, they would rate it an even toss-up at Atlanta as to who could win the Winston Cup championship. But should Mark pick up 15 or 20 points on him here today or even keep the 45 he has if nothing changes, it would be awfully difficult for Dale to go to, to Atlanta and win the championship. I think the key, well, there's no question about it. It's not even saying it's, it's insane to say, I think, because if he leaves here losing points, it's almost out of the ballpark. If he picks up points, he's still very much a factor. Very much so. Of course, Dale has been very competitive at the Atlanta International Raceway or the new uh, Atlanta Motor Speedway, if you will. Uh, it has been a racetrack where his team has run so very well. He, as a driver, likes the racetrack. They spend so much time, whereas a lot of teams concentrate on going fast, the power of the engine and so on. Earnhardt's team probably spends as much time concentrating on handling and Atlanta in two weeks is such a handling racetrack where a mile of the mile and a half is the turns that if you're not handling right uh, your afternoon is an awfully long one and that's probably one of the reasons why Earnhardt's run so well there over the years. Well he has just totally embarrassed the competition there the last couple of times we've been to Atlanta the way he ran in the spring race and when we were there last year of course he won the thing just kind of doing away with everybody so to speak. Now he rates this race here at Phoenix this weekend between himself as Mark Martin more or less as a toss-up between the two. Well, I don't know. It, it's pretty close. Uh, Mark runs good here and I do too. It, I qualified real good and the car's been really working good in practice. I, I feel good about uh, looking towards Sunday with this car and, uh, you know, hopefully Mark will be a little off or, or not get a good handle on it and, and we can notch him a little bit. That's what we're, we're planning on, trying to, trying to just really work hard and, and run good here. Now he's running good right now. You can't run any better than leading. You got that right. They're going to have to bring the vacuum truck out now onto the speedway because of all the extra speedy dry that has uh, been put down after the oil cooler problem for Kyle Petty. So why don't we break away and take care of a bit of business. We are 59 laps into the 312 laps in today's running of the Checker 500 under caution for the first time today. Dale Earnhardt leads Rusty Wallace. Ken Schrader is running third. Darrell Waltrip fourth. And Mark Martin running fifth. We'll be right back. 
here at Phoenix International Raceway continuing under caution. Let's go down to Jim Phillips who is standing near the infield care center Jim. And they're putting Michael Waltrip in an ambulance to, Eli, to transport him to a local hospital. He is complaining of some chest pains in the accident over there. Bobby Hillen is alert. He had a, a lick to his right shoulder. But both drivers are awake and alert. But Michael Waltrip is going to be transported to a local hospital for x-rays. Very hard crash over there at uh, the inside of the racetrack going into turn three just a moment ago. We're still working that caution. They're cleaning up uh, and it will be another lap or so before we'll go back to green. 59 laps complete of the 312 that make up the checker 500. Dale Earnhardt is the leader. Rusty Wallace is second. Kenny Schrader runs third. Darrell Waltrip fourth. Fifth right now is Mark Martin. Sixth is Rick Mast. Seventh is Alan Kowicki. Eighth will be Sterling Marlin. Ninth is Ricky Rudd and rounding out the top ten driver Dick Trickle. From the Phoenix International Raceway, this is MRN Radio. Whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules Tires will get you there. Whether you're running on dirt or running a job. Our dependable, high-quality tires are the perfect fit for your needs. For unmatched value, selection, and warranty with industry-leading road hazard protection, there's only one choice, Hercules Tires. To learn more, visit HerculesTire.com or call 800-677-9535. Hercules Tires, right on our strength. At O'Reilly Auto Parts, we promise you'll get better parts, better prices every day. Our stores are stocked with high-quality parts and accessories at guaranteed low prices. And our friendly, well-trained professionals are standing by to help. So stop in and see how five simple words drive everything we do. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices, every day. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Armor Star Can Meets presents the NASCAR Driver of the Week. There are currently three racing Wallace brothers. The owner, the oldest is Rusty, the youngest is Kenny, and the man in the middle, Mike Wallace, is the Armor NASCAR Driver of the Week. In his first ever Busch Grand National Series race, Mike drove an impressive race in the Lowe's Food Chevrolet at the Martinsville Speedways, running of the Winston Classic. He started 24th, worked his way up through the field all afternoon long, finished on the lead lap, and came home with a strong sixth-place run in his first-ever Bush Series event. So our congratulations to young Mike Wallace of St. Louis, Missouri, the Armor NASCAR Driver of the Week. Field has just been given the indication. One more lap, and we'll go back to green. They've already completed just about half of that lap as they're working out of turn number two with Dale Earnhardt, the leader. They're showing, I believe, around 20... 20 cars on the lead lap, and Davey Allison would be the last car on the lead lap. The first lap car down back in 21st position appears to be Rick Wilson as they set up for a double-file restart over in turn three. The white Chevy Lumina safety car lights off. Elmo Langley midway in between turn three and four now. Earnhardt on the outside, followed by Wallace, Schrader, Waltrip, and Martin. Rick Wilson, Sterling Marlin, Richard Petty, and Derek Cope on the inside line as they head off of four. Those cars are a lap down on the inside line. They'll try and get their lap back here if they can. 
can, but beating Dale Earnhardt to the stripe will be awfully tough. Here they go, a green flag from Doyle Ford, and Earnhardt pulls away in a hurry. Predictably, Rick Wilson, though, will try and settle in line and box Rusty Wallace to the outside. Wallace is on the outside of the racetrack, trying to get by. Wilson goes way down the racetrack, but still is alongside Rusty Wallace as Earnhardt gets away by several car lengths. Earnhardt moves out front. Wallace will clear the Rick Wilson car at the end of the back straightaway, ducking into turn number three. Wilson now to the bottom of the Ken Schrader car. Schrader's car slips just a bit. He gets back in the throttle, trying to be Wilson off of four. Real scramble going on at the front of the pack right now. Those lap cars trying to get down and give them a little racing room. Earnhardt takes them back to turn number one. Darrell Walkup's boxed in back there about fourth place. He's trying to get free over in turn two. Walter working on the outside of the Rick Wilson car. Sterling Martin also down on the inside line. Now Mark Martin, he runs in the fifth position. He follows Waltrip to the outside of those slower cars. Trying to move around the lap car. Trouble off turn two. Two cars get together. It's Jim Bound and Brett Bodine. They make contact and spin down to the inside apron of the racetrack. Jim Bound, who was in a backup car already here this weekend, they are sitting off the racetrack well out of harm's way. There is, as you might guess, a lot of runoff room here in the Arizona area, and they do not have the racetrack and the infield area all that close. Brett Bodine pulls away back on the racetrack, and Jimmy Bound is off the dirt heading back towards the spectator area and is well out of everybody's way. There is a way to get back onto the racetrack there, and Jim Bound will rejoin the race at the tail end of the field, and we remain under green. Heading back to the start finish line. This race is under green. Earnhardt's the leader, but Wallace wants to lead back. He's been close a couple of times, just a couple of feet back now as they work over to turn two. Wallace right up on Earnhardt's bumper, looking down to the low side of the racetrack. Coming off turn two, he'll try to put his Pontiac underneath the Chevrolet of Earnhardt. They come down to the dog leg. Earnhardt shuts the door down to the inside. Wallace glued right on the back bumper of the Goodwrench Chevrolet. Entrance to turn number three. Wallace about six inches off Earnhardt's back bumper. He'll look to the low side of turn four. Earnhardt shuts the door. Earnhardt now swings a little bit wider off the corner. Rusty Wallace is there to the inside at the start-finish line. Lap 67 is complete. Side-by-side side for the lead. Wallace, Wallace and Earnhardt. Wallace pulls even and gets by in turn number one. Rusty Wallace with the lead, but he wavers just a bit coming off the corner, going to the outside of the track. Here's Earnhardt on the move again. Earnhardt muscles his way down to the inside, gets a half a car length ahead of Wallace. Now Wallace has got to watch for Kenny Schrader. Schrader looks to the inside of Wallace, catches Wallace on the outside. Earnhardt grabs the lead. Schrader moves to second. Rusty Wallace couldn't pull that car down to the bottom of the racetrack on the apron of the track, so to speak, and he loses two positions. He also found out that Dale Earnhardt is very serious about winning this race because the championship's at stake, too, but Earnhardt not afraid to take a few chances in the early going. They're out of two. Moving down the back straightaway, Earnhardt, one half a car length over Schrader, one half a car length over Wallace. Then about two car lengths back to fourth place, Darrell Waltrip. Fifth, Mark Martin, Rick Mast, sixth, Kulwicki, seventh, Rudd is eighth, Marlin is ninth, and one car smoking and spinning on the back straightaway. Harry Gant's car slowing to a halt on the high side of turn three. But we are under caution, not because necessarily of Harry Gant's car, although that is a contributing factor. We do not have any tunnel here at Phoenix International Raceway. There is no underground tunnel. Jim Phillips told you before about Michael Waltrip having to go out to the hospital, and there was no way to get the ambulance across the racetrack, Jim. Bobby Helen also is going to be transported to the hospital, Eli. He walked to the ambulance. He has a laceration on his back from the belts, I suppose, and also he had a neck brace on. So Bobby Helen did walk to the ambulance. As again, I pointed out earlier that Michael Waltrip was complaining of some chest pains, and he was uh, transported on a stretcher to the ambulance. But uh, both uh, were alert, and uh, 
both seem to be all right uh, considering that hard crash they took. So both will be taken to a local hospital just for as a precautionary measure, and I'm sure to do some x-rays and some further tests. We are under caution for the second time to let the ambulance out here. As Eli just explained, it may be a break for Harry Gant, who had just spun going down the back straightaway and working his way into turn number three. Gant is easing the car on pit road very, very slowly. Let's cover the trouble for Harry Gant in the pits. Well, the rear end of the car is knocked to the one side, to the right side, uh, Barney, and uh, they're going to have, uh, I would say, they have to replace the pinoff bar and work on that right side quite a bit. He has a lot of damage to the right side of that automobile, and the car that he's run so well in at uh, Charlotte and at Rockingham. Our pit reporters will catch up with him in just a moment, and we'll find out what happened. Meanwhile, Earnhardt is a leader as he heads back to turn two. Go ahead. Barney Harold Early. Harold Elliott, the engine builder for Rusty Wallace's car, standing here. Harold, what happened? They said start to seize up, Dick. Like we've had some bearing problems. I don't know what the heck's going on here. I just we've never had this much trouble with engines. Just I don't know. Well, I got to say one thing. In my opinion, he's one of the three best top engine builders in the country, and uh, I think he's right. He's a little frustrated right now, he's trying to find out what's going on. That whole team is just. Uh, Got the problems. It's hard to get the monkey off the back. Well, sometimes too, uh, they'll have a run of defective parts or pieces or whatever, and that could well be the problem for Harold Elliott. Certainly has been in some cases this year. 80 laps are completed already. We're beginning to see the attrition rate build a little bit. Rusty Wallace has just gone behind the wall. Harry Gant is pushing his car back up pit road. Apparently through for the day. Dick Trickle is out. Kyle Petty, Bobby Hillen, and Michael Waltrip, due to accidents, have also gone to the garage area. Their machines are out for the day. If you're just joining us, we are in Phoenix, Arizona, on a simply magnificent afternoon the checker 500 the next to the last race of the Winston Cup Series I'm Eli Gold with Barney Hall our turn coverage today from Joe Moore and Alan Bestwick our pit reporters are Jim Phillips and Dick Brooks our engineers Harry Howard and Clay Stalka we have all enjoyed our week here in the Valley of the Sun but it's been quite an afternoon here as Dale Earnhardt continues to lead the early stages of the checker 500 Jerry Grant has joined us here in the booth, a special visitor from the folks at Champion Spark Plugs, their director of motorsports and a noted racer himself. And you folks are smiling after your 500th win as the spark plug of choice over the last uh, number of years in Winston Cup competition. Congratulations to the company. Well, thank you, Eli. And, and uh, Alan Kiewicki did a job and it made that 500th win. And, and Mark Martin uh, in his Ford is Jack Roush Ford is chosen uh, champion to lead the point battle which <clears throat> by the end of this race today will will have a new story I'm sure but uh, I want to thank all the fans that came here to see a race and it, it it's sold out it's uh, it's you have never seen a bigger crowd at Phoenix International in your life it, it's unbelievable and uh, we like to thank the folks that choose champions and we also are very proud of our involvement in motorsports. Uh, we've been involved in every form, Indy and NASCAR and uh, Formula One, uh, unlimited uh, hydroplanes. And I got to say, I'm a little prejudiced. My boss is sitting down there watching Jerry Godwin, the president of Champion Spark Club Company, and he thinks that this is the best form of racing in the world today. I, I wouldn't argue with it no because I think it is too. You've been in all forms of it, and uh, Winston Cup is really where it is in the last few years. There's no question about that. Jerry, you folks have been involved in so many things, and not as you just touched on there, any form of motorsports you've been involved in the product in, but you also sponsor a race up at Michigan International Speedway. Well, yes, and we just made an announcement the other day, uh, in fact, on uh, Friday, that uh, this will be the second 
longest uh, sponsorship of a major form of racing in the history of uh, NASCAR racing. It, it, uh, it's something like uh, we've been involved three quarters of a century. We plan on being involved the next three quarters of a century, and we love it. And we, and we love you folks at MRN because you have upgraded the sport. You do such a good job. Uh, the people that don't have the opportunity to be here feel like they're here. Believe me. Thank you, folks. We appreciate that. One final thought. The, the spark plugs. We're talking spark plugs. A lot of folks aren't technologically knowledgeable, and I'll include myself in that list. How varied, how varied are the spark plugs that the Winston Cup fellows are using today versus what the folks can go to their local store and purchase? Well, we like to advertise that uh, uh, Richard Betty can uh, drive 500 miles at 200 miles an hour on champion spark plugs. Uh, and so, therefore, if you buy a Chevrolet, you can change your plugs to champion and make it to and from the grocery store to church. And uh, I'd say that uh, the spark plugs that we build that are here today and uh, the majority of these folks choose champions are the same that you can buy at your local parts store. And God bless them and I hope they keep up the good work. Jerry, great to see you as always. Come by and visit anytime. Jerry Grant, director of motorsports for Champion Spark Plug. 87 laps are on the board here at Phoenix. 312 will make up the event this afternoon. The leader continues to be Dale Earnhardt, riding back into turn number one and losing a little ground of the leader right now is Kenny Schrader. The third place car is Darrell Waltrip. He also has had trouble getting back up there anywhere near Earnhardt. Great run this afternoon for Rick Mast. He currently is being posted fourth and fifth is Mark Martin as he just hangs right up around the front of the pack. The Holly Farms Lickety Split Award, which is one of the top awards in NASCAR racing so far, the quickest lap of the day turned in on lap number two when Rusty Wallace ran a lap of 29.847 seconds or a speed of 120.643 miles an hour. And we'll keep you posted on that. We'll take a short break and we'll be back to Phoenix in a minute. Back with you at Phoenix International Raceway, live coverage on MRN Radio of the Checker 500. Glad you're tuned in. Don't forget, in two weeks from today, the season wraps up with the running of the Atlanta Journal 500 Sunday, November 18th at the newly named Atlanta Motor Speedway. MRN airtime will be 12.15 Eastern time. The ticket office is open right now. I think we probably need to get a little pool together, Barney, before we go there in two weeks. Every time we call it Atlanta International Raceway, we'll have to chip in a dollar and have, I believe, quite a party when it's over because it's going to be tough to shake that name after all these years. Well, it will be. Speedway's been there since about 1960, so it's going to be hard to get used to a new name, but I guess we can do it. 95 laps are on the scoreboard here at Phoenix International Raceway. They're chasing Dale Earnhardt. Rusty Wallace led the early part of the race this afternoon. He has since gone behind the wall, and Jim Phillips uh, had a chance to talk with him a minute ago. Jim, what did he say? He said the car was perfect, Barney. He said all at once the car just uh, seized up on him, and uh, he said he got there was Sterling Marlin. He said I just didn't want to push anything right then. He said the car was handling perfect, and I was looking to have a good day, and it just uh, shut down on him. And Rusty Wallace out of it for the day, along with Harry Gant, who's gone behind the pit wall. Dick Trickle is out. Kyle Petty and Bobby Hillen, those two drivers, have been transferred to a nearby hospital here in Phoenix just as a precautionary measure to do a few x-rays. So they were involved in an accident up in turn three early this afternoon. Michael Waltrip and Bobby Hillen with the cars that we're showing out. The lead is 2.25 seconds now for Dale Earnhardt over second place Ken Schrader. And Schrader's got his hands full again with Darrell Waltrip in turn number one. Waltrip has chased down Kenny Schrader now is trying to make a move to the outside of the racetrack off turn. He won't have enough room to do it. Another good battle 
battle going on for the fifth position. Mark Martin holds the spot. Alan Kulwicki trying to pick up a position on him off turn two. Kulwicki has been chasing Martin hard. Kulwicki having separated himself from a lap traffic uh, group of cars. They'll fall single file, but now that battle for second will heat up again off of four. Darrell Waltrip really worked on getting his car to handle. He told us earlier in the week that this track is a handling track. If you can get a decent combination on that car, that you can flat do some business and put some people a lap down and move your way to the front of the pack. We couldn't do anything with Schrader that time around. Let's take a look back through the field. Tw 17 cars are still being posted on the lead lap. Dale Earnhardt is the leader. Kenny Schrader second. Darrell Waltrip's third. Rick Mast is fourth. Fifth, Mark Martin. Back in sixth, Alan Kowicki. Ricky Rudd is seventh. Eighth is Morgan Shepard. Good run for them here this afternoon. Now, they too are still looking for that first win. Ninth is Ernie Urban. Car seems very strong for Urban's team. And rounding out the top ten would be Jeff Bodine. In eleventh spot right now is Bill Elliott. Twelfth is the Greg Sachs card. Thirteenth is Davey Allison. 14th, Brett Bodine, 15th, Terry Labonte, 16th spot is Dale Jarrett, and Chad Little still on the lead lap, running in 17th spot. Let's go down to Pit Road. Harry again, another car behind the wall. Harry, what happened over there? Uh, somebody blew a motor, I think it was 66 maybe, right in front of me, and uh, right through the dog leg, which is a pretty tough place, and, you know, my car just shot straight in the wall and hit the oil. I think you might get it fixed and get back out there. Yeah, I think they're going to get it fixed, and we'll get back out and run. But it's uh, it tore it up real bad. Uh, they're not going to be able to run more and just sort of try to get some points, you know. That's Harry Gant. They're going to try to get back out and get some Winston Cup points. But a lot of damage to this gold Oldsmobile. And Troy Beebe now taking his Taco Bell machine behind the wall. They have had a pesky oil leak all afternoon long. And the veteran from Modesto, California, now being forced to take the car behind the wall. The crew will put the car up on jack stands and try and find exactly where the problem is. So the attrition list includes, as Barney just told you, Bobby Hillman, Michael Waltrip, Kyle Petty, Dick Trickle, Rusty Wallace, Harry Gant for the moment, and now Troy Beebe. Well, I'll tell you something. Going into the sun here, driving into turn number one, we were talking during the uh, commercial break a few moments ago. It kind of reminds you of a late afternoon at Rockingham as the sun is setting. You've got a sand-pitted windshield, and you're driving headfirst into the setting sun. It's tough here at Phoenix. Darrell Waltrip said that that was one of the biggest problems at this racetrack. One of the things that really causes a problem is, uh, as we run here yesterday, I uh, run the uh, Southwest Tour car. And uh, when we're here testing, is the sun going into turn one. About 4 o'clock in the afternoon, it blinds you. You just go into turn one, you can't see anything. Darrell Walker explaining just how tough it is down there. And a lot of times we see a lot of ac accidents going off into that corner, and I'm sure it's because they just lose their field of vision for a split second. No doubt about it. What Darrell was talking about, and even Dick Trickle mentioned it a little while ago, the uh, GM dealer's Goodwrench 300 was run here yesterday for the NASCAR Southwest Tour. Dick Trickle did get the win in his uh, Chevrolet. He was one of uh, eight cars running on the lead lap at the race's conclusion. Scott Hansen was second. Pete Harding was third, then Toby Butler and Dennis Dyer. Darrell Waltrip ended up in sixth, and Roman Kalzinski, who always runs well in the West Coast events, he came home in seventh spot. That was run yesterday. Herschel McGriff came home in the 19th spot. Kenny Schrader was 30th as far as the other Winston Cup drivers in the field. Troy Beebe finished in 18th spot yesterday, and a pretty interesting race. Uh, those drivers will go all out to uh, run as best they can here on this one-mile oval. I'll tell you what, they really put on the show. The fans love and had a packed house here yesterday for that event. Dale Earnhardt is very much the leader now. He has almost a half a straightaway, maybe a little more than that, on Kenny Schrader and Darrell Walter. We'll take a short break, and we'll be back in a minute.
Today's Checker 500 on MRN Radio is sponsored by Dinner Bell Meats, the official meat products of NASCAR, by Peak Antifreeze and Summer Coolant. Only Peak gives you peak performance by First Brands, makers of STP oil treatment. STP is the edge by Western Auto, the official auto parts and service store of NASCAR. And by Ford and your local Ford truck dealers who invite you to see the exciting lineup of tough Ford trucks. Welcome back to the Valley of the Sun, the community that hosts the Phoenix Cardinals in the NFL, the Phoenix Suns of the NBA, but today the attraction is auto racing, and you could not put another race fan into this facility or on the hillsides alongside of it. It is just jam-packed to the gills for the running of the Checker 500, Eli Gold with Barney Hall, Joe Moore, Alan Bestwick, Jim Phillips, and Dick Brooks, our entire MRN crew, with engineers Harry Howard and Clay Stalka. This has been a super race today. The Winston Cup point battle, just 45 points between Mark Martin and Dale Earnhardt. Earnhardt is leading the race right now, as he has been for much of the day. Mark Martin is running in fifth, and Martin has yet to lead a single lap. Also today, the Winston West Championship on the line. And Barney, wouldn't it be something if Atlanta for the Winston Cup final race is like we're seeing here for the Winston West cars this afternoon? Bill Schmidt and Bill Sedgwick, separated by a point, have been virtually side-by-side side on this racetrack for the last half hour. Well, they've been doing it for about 40 or 50 laps, neither one giving an inch, and one will be strong in one and two. The other one will be a little bit stronger out of three and four, but they haven't really cut each other any slack. They're going at it just about as hard as you can. We may see that same kind of finish in a couple of weeks up at Atlanta. Lap now, 197 of 312 that make up the Checker 500 here this afternoon. All the racing hasn't been really at the front of the pack either. We've had some good battles for the lead on and off throughout the afternoon. There's been some real hot battles from third through about eighth and ninth. And Darrell Waltrip is having a good run. He was up there challenging for the lead earlier this afternoon, currently being shown in third place. And Kenny Schrader has really been hanging that car out. Now, Schrader has a lot of laps here at this racetrack. He's raced a little bit of everything that they've ever competed in here at Phoenix International Raceway over the years. And I think it, the experience alone is paying off for him. But we have seen him run so aggressive in the last few races also. Yeah, Kenny has seven wins here at Phoenix International, dating back to his first visit in 1981. That makes him the winningest driver in the history of this racetrack. Four USAC midget wins and three USAC silver crown wins to his credit. Now, how does that necessarily translate to a 3,500-pound Winston Cup car? Well, obviously, it translates well because each time we've been here, this being the third visit, Schrader has been most competitive. Yeah, let's go to pit road. Well, Barney, I started uh, talking before with the last caution. There's about a second and a half difference from what they're running right now than there is when they go out on brand new tires or new uh, sticker tires for a few laps. Now there's a lot of strategy. You know, you talk about ball players or coaches and stuff's got to make decisions and talk about the, you know those kind of things it's got to do. This crew right now, like we talked earlier, if they can hold Martin from leading one lap, then that's going to gain or going to save them five points. So they're going to have to make a decision when they pit. They come in, make a pit. Uh, Chillers' crew does. And in, uh, in the past, and, and, the, and the strategy to win the race is to come in with a lead like they've got now, put on four tires, force the six car to put on four tires and everybody else, and go back on the racetrack. Well, that's a strategy for winning a race. But the strategy for holding him a lap back or not letting him lead a lap is they got to make a guess that 
they come in and put on four tires and that the uh, 15 car to the 17 car the 25 car the 11 car stay on the racetrack one of those cars stays on the racetrack until the six car has to pit now if they can do that they can put on four tires come back out and continue to lead the race if they don't if all those cars come in and the six car stays out they're going to lose five points you talk about people uh, getting paid for the decisions they're making uh, this is a big decision if they can stay in the green and continue on the way they've been the last 25 laps they will lap mark martin before the race is over so it's a big uh, big decision they got to make i'm sure glad they're doing it instead of me well, a little bit surprised earlier this afternoon of some of the cautions we've had when it was obvious it was going to be a long cleanup period when we had two and three cars uh, out against the wall that maybe Mark Martin's team did not say, hey, stay out there and lead a lap. Go ahead and get a lap. We'll lose track position. We'll still be on the lead lap. But apparently they thought the car was running well enough that they'd get in the position to do it. But so far, as we pointed out, they have not picked up that five bonus points and they need it. Well, Barney, he's getting beat so bad that if he had to start back in a pack now with the amount of cars that's still in the race, uh, in one gas stop, he would be lapped or could very possibly be lapped. And uh, I think that'd just be devastating to him. So they're going to have to try to stay as uh, well as they can with track position. They're going to have to uh, outgas everybody else and uh, stay out on the racetrack. And like I said earlier, Bernhardt comes in and they put on four tires and they go back out. And for six or eight laps, they run a second and a half faster. And there's going to be no chance of uh, Martin's team winning the race. So long ways to go yet. Things not over till the fat lady sings. But uh, well, I'll tell you, she's tuning up. <laughs> You know, there's only 108 miles left, even though it takes a while here at Phoenix. Uh, Distance-wise, we aren't all that far away from the cars being able to go the distance without having to make stops for fuel. They'd make one more stop here shortly, and that would be enough fuel-wise to take them the rest of the way. So the strategies really are beginning to compound now. Dale Earnhardt working down the back straightaway. He has the lead, and one and four two, uh, one and four tenth seconds of an advantage over second place Morgan Shepard running in the third spot and a bit further back picking his way through race traffic Darrell Waltrip Ken Schrader and then on back to Jeff Bodine and Mark Martin the lap count at this juncture every time I go to do that the scoreboard goes blank it must be my kind of a day here but the lap count at this point has 108 miles remaining in the running of the checker 500 we'll be right back 210 laps are on the scoreboard. Dale Earnhardt still very much the leader here this afternoon. Morgan Shepard having one of his best runs in a while after going through a, a really bad streak starting in Sonoma, California, back at Sears Point. Way back in June, they went through just about everything that could happen to them for the next eight or ten races, but today they've got it all together. Now, they're one of the teams also that's still looking for that first win here in 1990. With just two races left, the pressure's been pretty strong on not just Morgan Shepard, but quite a few cars that have yet to win. Third place belongs to Darrell Waltrip, Kenny Schrader. He, too, has yet to win in 1990. He currently is fourth. And Ernie Irvin begins to move a little closer to the front. He now shows up in fifth position. In the Winston West Championship battle, Bill Sedgwick has now pulled away by five and one-tenth seconds from uh, Bill Schmidt. So that's how the standings separate those two men. All Sedgwick has to do is finish one position ahead of Schmidt, regardless of where it is in the standings. As long as they are one position ahead, uh, that would give Sedgwick the championship, and Bill Schmidt would settle in the second spot. It's now five seconds separating uh, Sedgwick from Bill Schmidt. 213 laps on the board, 99. 
miles remain in the running of the Checker 500 here at Phoenix International Raceway. There are a number of teams that just haven't been talked much about today. They've been out there trooping along. We now see Brett Bodine and the Quaker State Buick being bypassed by a couple of cars here on the main straightaway. We've not talked much about Chad Little, who is driving the Crown Petroleum car out of the uh, Moroso shops here this weekend. He's been out there, although I believe lost a cylinder a short while ago, but a number of the teams out here doing as best they can. But this has turned out to be a race where just one or two cars have seemingly been that much more dominant than everybody else. Earnhardt has just been so strong from the opening gun here this afternoon. And as we said, just about everybody that's talked with him in the last few days, he had one pat answer. He said, we've got to make something happen. We've got to run at the front of the pack. We've got to take the race to Mark Martin. He talked about that yesterday afternoon. Well, it's it's our it's our race to do that. I mean, we got to go out there and try to win. We we can't go out there and sort of just get a good finish because uh, Mark can get a good finish too. Uh, we got to go out there and try to win, and you know, hopefully he'll finish fifth or worse and give us some points. And you know, that's what we're looking at. We got to go out and try to force the issue and, and try to win, put pressure on them. He couldn't put any more on him than he's putting right now. The way he's been driving here at Phoenix this afternoon with 215 laps complete. They last pitted at around lap 159, and Dick Brooks, I assume that after they come back in and this next pit stop, which should be coming up not too far away, they would be able to go the distance. Yeah, Barney, they could go now if they had a, or just about go now anyway. I think they probably could. If they had a caution, they could finish it off. It's going to be interesting to see what happens if they do have to pit and pit under the green because they haven't done that all day. And uh, somebody's going to have to make the strategy or make the move for the first person to put on four tires. So going to be interesting to see what happens. I think the Chillers at this particular time would gamble and put on four. Uh, Mark and them might not just to get back up and get some track position. So going to be interesting to see. We'll know in about uh, 10 minutes. We will do that as Gary Collins. The trouble in turn four. Troy Beebe spins his car, slides up the racetrack, locks it down as he slides right in front of Dale Earnhardt. Everyone will clear the BB car at the bottom of the racetrack. He'll fire it up and come right down the racetrack in front of Brent Kading, but now everyone will get by okay. Troy Beebe had spent a lot of time behind the pit wall earlier. He was being posted about uh, after having lost some 18 or 20 or 30 laps back in about 35th position. He gets the car fired. No contact with any other cars, although he was using up a lot of that center groove coming through turns three and four. It has put us under yellow for the fifth time this afternoon. And this is going to kind of change the pit strategy on a lot of teams. I imagine we'll see four tire changes all the way up and down pit road as the pace car comes out to pick up the leader, Dale Earnhardt. Now, this would mean on lap 218, we are under caution. 312 make up the distance. So we're looking at 94 miles to the conclusion of the race. Miles per gallon of 4.2 to 4.6. The average number of laps or miles would be 90 and the maximum would be about 95 to 105, depending upon how much you can stretch it. We'll wait and see what everybody does. Here comes Dale Earnhardt, Morgan Shepard, all the lead cars peel down the pit lane, and let's go to Dick Brooks for the pit stop coverage. Well, Earnhardt, come on in. He's uh, did it in a hurry. Got to the got to the pit crew in a hurry. He's going to be uh, right side's going to be done as Mark Martin just now comes into his pits. Uh, Earnhardt's car just getting ready to drop the right side. They're going to go to the left side with it. They've got uh, the Folgers car up, and they're changing right side on his car. They're going to do, I think, about just about everybody. They're going to go ahead and uh, put on their race setup, whatever they felt was the position that they're going to have to take at the end of this thing. 
uh, because I think the cars can basically finish from here. Ted Musgrave's car went out of control on pit road just a moment ago, getting into his pit, spun around, and did hit one of the crewmen. He is sitting on the pit wall, and we'll get a report as quickly as we can on that. Let's go to Jim Phillips. Morgan Shepard uh, had another good pit stop, Barney. They came in, got four tires and gasoline back on the way. Rick Wilson was in, Jeff Bodine. Ernie Irvin, Rick Mast, who got a good break there because he got a tire going down during that last green and uh, just saved him by a couple of laps because they had the pit board out. They got four new tires and gasoline. And as you pointed out, Musgrave with all kinds of problems on pit road. And we'll check out that situation to get back to you. Now, the crew member is walking away at this point. Uh, Musgrave, when the car came in and spun, did contact the crew member, but the crew member picked himself up and walked to the pit wall now he has walked from the pit wall to the area out behind where they keep the tool chests and so on. And one of the Southwest County ambulances has just uh, come to a stop on the area. And the uh, crewman is sitting down again, talking to everybody else. So uh, if nothing's broken, he's lucky, but he certainly is going to be sore just a bit, I'm sure. Yeah, he got flipped down pit road. He was hit by the car and knocked some 10 or 15 feet, but he did walk away. So let's hope he doesn't have any broken bones. If he doesn't, he certainly is going to be very, very sore tomorrow. No question about that. 220 laps are on the board. We'll take a break and we'll be back. After more than 1 million hours of development, the truck of the future has arrived. The new Cascadia from Freightliner, inspired by science, driven by passion. It's loaded with driver-focused improvements, such as noise abatement technologies for an even quieter ride, an innovative wraparound dashboard for improved comfort, and a reimagined driver's lounge that promotes productivity and relaxation. Experience the new Cascadia at your dealer or online at Freightliner.com. 221 laps are on the scoreboard, getting ready to go back to green flag racing this time around with Dale Earnhardt having beat everybody off pit road again as they get ready to square off over in turn three. Safety car lights off the white Chevy Lumina getting ready to try and get away from this scramble. Dale Earnhardt leads Rick Wilson, heads up the cars one lap or more down on the inside row. Morgan Shepard dropping back a little, going to try and get a little running start on Earnhardt off of four. Shepard will be in second place. Kenny Schrader is third. Fourth is Ernie Irvin. And fifth right now is Jeff Bonine. Green flag is out, and they get back to business. Heading down to turn number one on the break. Earnhardt away by two car lengths very quickly. Morgan Shepard's able to get around the line of lap cars. Also, Kenny Schrader works to the outside lane. Earnhardt has jumped out to two car lengths. The advantage now over second place Morgan Shepard they head for three. Earnhardt strong down the back straightaway already stretching it out the six now seven car lengths over Shepard. Schrader is going to press Shepard for second now as they enter turn number three. Shepard now holding the line though he'll block off Schrader off the corner. Kenny looks to the inside nothing there they swing off turn four and they'll stay single file. Mark Martin is further back in traffic running in sixth position behind Jeff Bodine. Jim Phillips has just come from DK Ulrich's pit area. He owns the car, DK does, that Ted Musgrave is driving today, where we had that problem in the pits moments ago. Jim, what have you found out? The gentleman's name was Jeff Walter that uh, got struck, Eli, and his chest, he has a bruise on his chest and uh, all, uh, laceration on his knee, but he seems to be all right. He walked in the ambulance by, under his own power, and he told me, he said, I'm just fine. Oh, you talk about a lucky man right there. 
Very good news in that department, that's for sure. 224 on the board. Good scramble going on from second on back. Kenny Schrader had pulled up alongside Morgan Shepard once they came off turn four. But now as they exit turn two, it's single file again. Shepard has sole possession of second. Schrader's following back to three. Then running in fourth is Ernie Irvin. Running fifth is Jeff Bodine. Sixth will be Mark Martin. Then a couple of lap cars between Martin and seventh place, Bill Elliott. 225 laps will be posted on the board this time around with Dale Earnhardt very much in command of the Checker 500 from the Phoenix International Raceway. This is MRN Radio. Here at Phoenix International Raceway, Dale Earnhardt continues to lead. And how about a nice little uh, mention for the Skull Bandit crew. Harry Gant just came back 156 laps after he went out with the problems there on the back straightaway when he tagged the wall earlier today. Does pick up as many of those valuable Winston Cup points as is possible. They have taken away the right rear of that automobile. It looks like a, a modified that the NASCAR modified tour runs on the right rear. But Harry Gant is out there trying to get whatever points he can this day. Well, with the kind of money that's at stake all the way back through the top 20 in Winston Cup point standings, you can't afford not to get all you can because as much as $10,000, $15,000 between positions, that's a pretty big payday at the end of the season. 228 on the scoreboard. The true value hard charger standings at this juncture of the race still has Dale Earnhardt leading. Kenny Schrader is being posted second. Darrell Waltrip third. Rusty Wallace, despite the fact that he's been out of the race for quite a bit of time, uh, would be fourth overall and fifth would be Morgan Shepard as the laps wind down in the Checker 500 here this afternoon. MRN Radio is bringing you complete coverage of today's Checker 500, but obviously we do not stop here. The Winston Cup Series moves on to Atlanta. We will be there as well, and then on to the start of the 1991 season with the Sunbank 24 at Daytona for part of the country, and then Speed Weeks 1991 for our entire national audience. Right now might be a great opportunity for you to write to the local station you're listening to Thank them for their coverage of motorsports through MRN and certainly invite them to be along as part of our network for 1991 because really listener response is what lets all of the program directors and general managers know that you appreciate what they're carrying and to let you know to exactly which radio station you're currently tuned we'll pause 10 seconds on MRN radio for station identification 231 laps on the scoreboard this afternoon. 312, as we told you, will make up the Checker 500. Dale Earnhardt, earlier this afternoon, every time they made a pit stop, was just able to take off and put as much as a half a straightaway on the rest of the field. After this latest round of pit stops they had about five or ten laps ago, not the case. Morgan Shepard is within about four car lengths of catching Dale, and a car that has really been coming to the front in the last oh, half hour or so here is Ernie Irvin in that Kodak film Chevrolet. He currently is third. He's within striking distance in turn one also. Irvin runs in the third spot now after bypassing Kenny Schrader. He is really chopping down the distance between himself and Morgan Shepard. Off turn number two, you can just see the car closing ground. Now within two car lengths of Shepard as they hit for three. Front three, separating themselves from fourth place Jeff Bodine a little bit. They Excuse me, fourth place Ken Schrader as the leaders work to the outside of lap traffic off of turn four. As the field comes beneath that Goodyear bridge back out of the number four corner, Dale Earnhardt goes to the outside of John Krebs, one of the West Coast runners. Morgan Shepard still right there with him. Ernie Irvin closing in some more. On down the running order, Kenny Schrader is fourth, Jeff Bodine fifth, Mark Martin sixth, Alan Kulwicki is seventh, Darrell Waltrip eighth, Bill Elliott is ninth, and tenth is Rick Mast, Davey Allison on the lead lap in 11th, 12th is Greg Sachs, 13th Terry Labonte, and 14th is Brett Bodine. All of those cars on the lead lap. One lap down in 15th is Derek Cope, also a lap down in 16th, Dale Jarrett. 
Two laps down in 17th is Sterling Marlin. Rick Wilson is 18th. Then 19th and 20th, that ongoing battle for the Winston West Championship. Bill Sedgwick and Bill Schmidt. Sedgwick has about eight or nine car lanes of an edge in front of Joe Moore back in turn number one. Both cars work some of the slower traffic as they exit turn number two and hit the back straightaway. Some good scrambles also going on further back in the field. We're watching that first uh, three bunch coming down to the start finish line, but further back, the battle for about the fifth position there. Mark Martin holding off the Alan Kowicki car and Daryl Waltrip. For now, they'll settle down single file coming back to turn one, but again, Waltrip takes a higher line in turn one. Looking to the outside of Martin while Kowicki looks down to the inside of Mark Martin. They flash down the back straightaway and through the dog leg, running about 10 car lengths behind Ken Schrader now. Jeff Bodine just ahead of that three-way tussle as well. Martin, Kowicki, and Waltrip all running nose to tail now through turn four and back off onto the straightaway. We talked a little bit earlier about how just dominant the Fords had been in the last four or five races. Today, they have had some problems getting up to the front, but now we're seeing an awful lot of Fords in the top 10. Currently, Earnhardt is a leader in a Chevrolet, but Morgan Shepard, gets a little bit closer every lap around. He's chopped it down now to about three car lengths as they head back to turn three. Running about dead even in terms of that interval, Barney. They're not gaining much. They're not losing much on Ernie Urban right now as Earnhardt leads Shepard two car lengths off of turn four. 236 laps of 312. The finish is within sight at this juncture for these Winston Cup and Winston West drivers as still 45 points separates Mark Martin from Dale Earnhardt in the Winston Cup point chase. Let's go to pit road. Well, Eli, I went down uh, down pit row at this end. I spoke to, to the Rudd crew, which is the way down, but I just wanted to ask if they could make it to the end. Thought maybe uh, since they uh, didn't really have anything to lose, that they could give me an honest answer. Uh, Elliot's bunch, uh, Mark Martin's bunch, uh, Greg Sachs, Earnhardt, of course, and uh, ask them if they thought they could make it. Davey Allison the same way. About everybody said no. They didn't think so. I got down to Earnhardt. And I asked Childers, are you coming to walk up to me? And he said, uh, you asked them if they could make it. I said, yeah. He said, what are they saying? I said, well, I don't think so. What about you guys? He said, Lord, I hope I don't have to make that decision. Because I don't know. But uh, he said, I think that the 17 car and 11 car is the ones that generally wins out in these kind of cases. And that's what I'm worried about. That could easily be the case because they've been getting exceptional gas mileage, not just this year, but for the last four or five years. So that could become a factor here. But I would have I would have really thought they wouldn't have had any problem to go the distance. But they're in and out of the throttle so much at a track like Phoenix that they could, the fuel mileage could really, really change. So we'll have to kind of wait and see. 239 laps are on the board. We'll take a break. And we'll be back. Hi, folks. Mike Bagley here. At MRN, we rely on equipment from Racing Electronics. Joey Legato to the lead on the back straightaway. Racing Electronics has scanners and headphones. We can listen to every uncensored conversation between driver and crew. You want the championship, baby? Yeah! And when we need live audio, in-car cameras, and up-to-the-second statistics, use their latest handheld unit called Legend. To learn more about these products and many others, visit RacingElectronics.com. Racing Electronics, the official two-way communication partner of MRN. Here at Phoenix International Raceway, 246 laps are complete. 312 make up the total distance. Jim Phillips has a reason now for Ernie Irvin's pit stop of moments ago. The right front tire was going down on the Kodiak Chevrolet. That was the reason for the pit stop for Ernie Irvin. 247 laps are on the board. Still a lot of racing left here at Phoenix this afternoon, but for the moment, well, gas could become a factor before the day is over. As you heard Dick Brooks say, he talked to quite a few of the top teams down on his end of the racetrack. Some say they can make it. Some say we're not sure. 
and nobody's really making any firm commitment as to what they can do. The situation, Dale Earnhardt is a leader. He is ahead of Morgan Shepard right now by a full two seconds. It's a pretty good ways back to the third place car right now of Darrell Waltrip. In fact, he's almost a straightaway behind the front two. Riding along fourth is Kenny Schrader, and fifth is Mark Martin. While we have an opportunity right now, why don't we look back at another visit to the West Coast for the Winston Cup drivers, one that happened a number of years ago. Back here at Phoenix International Raceway, Dale Earnhardt still leads. You know, last year on a uh, trip out to the West Coast, Barney had a chance to go by Riverside, California. I was out there for a basketball game. And it's, I guess you can't stand in the way of progress, but it's kind of depressing to see what has happened on the site of the old uh, Riverside Raceway. It's now uh, just part of the city of Marengo Valley there. And uh, aside from the big Goodyear Tower, which was still standing when I happened to go by, uh, you wouldn't have known a racetrack was there. No, they really changed it. I was out there not too long ago, and up where turns five and six used to be, there's part of a highway going through there now, down the back straightaway where the old garage used to be, kind of out across that. They've built a lot of housing developments and everything in there. And, won't be too long. Uh, we stopped and talked to some of the people of what was left of the racetrack property, and it won't be too long until there will be shopping centers and everything else, and it'll just be, a, you, unless you were there and kind of remember things, uh, it's all gone kind of like Ontario Motor Speedway. And if you drive by there now, there's nothing to even indicate there was ever a racetrack at Ontario. Really is kind of sad in one way, but nevertheless, there are new racetracks popping up across the country. The Winston Racing Series on a weekly basis is stronger than ever before. And who can argue with the Winston Cup and Bush Series, the kind of years that both of those NASCAR divisions have had. 256 laps complete, 312 make up the distance. Dale Earnhardt is across the stripe. His lead is some four seconds on second place, Morgan Shepard. We'll be right back. Right now, we're under green. Earnhardt on the break will pull away two car lengths from Morgan Shepard as they hit turn one. Morgan Shepard does everything he can to try to stay with Earnhardt, but Earnhardt still is pulling away from him. Now Kenny Schrader's on the move. He goes down to the inside of Morgan Shepard. This is a battle for the second spot. Schrader will win it on the back stretch. Schrader pulls out ahead of Shepard now, drops Morgan back to third in line. Still running fourth is Mark Martin. Earnhardt, meanwhile, has opened up about seven car lengths on Schrader now off the corner. It's taken just that one mile for Earnhardt to pull away by seven car lanes and boy is the sun ever blinding now as it sets just a bit behind turn number one the drivers have a face full of brilliant sunshine as they go into the corner Earnhardt leads the way by about four car lengths over Kenny Schrader next is the Morgan Shepard car directly behind him is the Mark Martin machine then Alan Kowicki follows him back to three Martin is going to look underneath Morgan Shepard for a shot at third ever so briefly Shepard shuts the door in the corner now Martin's going to stick the nose underneath again he'll pull up alongside Shepard some brief contact off the corner they tag a little bit, and Mark backs out of the throttle just for a split second to get his car straightened back out. Now tucks in behind Shepard. They're back in one. A couple of Fords going at it for the third spot here. Once again in turn number one, Shepard has the spot. Mark Martin directly behind. This time he'll stay put because Alan Kowicki has closed it on his rear deck. After getting by the Morgan Shepard car, Ken Schrader's wasted no time tracking down Dale Earnhardt. Schrader is just about a car length off Earnhardt's back bumper. He closes right down to the trunk lid off of four. As they come back off turn number four, Earnhardt still has the lead with Schrader behind him. And further back, the battle for the Winston West title still side by side. Bill Sedgwick across the stripe. He now has a half car length lead on Bill Schmidt as they head back into turn number one. Remember, only one point separates those two men in their battle for the Winston West title. Right now, Dale Earnhardt continues to lead. 270 laps are complete of 312 here in Phoenix, Arizona. 
showing 275 laps complete of the 312 that make it up this afternoon, and this is going to be a dandy finish. Earnhardt leads by two car lengths. Second is Kenny Schrader. A couple of car lengths further back rides Morgan Shepard, who's been very strong all afternoon. Back in fourth place, he's a couple of car lengths back also, is Mark Martin, and fifth right now as they work down that long back straightaway and up into turn number three is Alan Kowicki. Those five cars all running tightly bunched together. Schrader has lost a couple of car lengths to Earnhardt over the last few laps, but Earnhardt's car starting to push out a little bit in the corner, having to take a wider line. But Earnhardt is the kind of a driver who can compensate for whatever the car throws at him as he is just keeping it back in a good line now with Mark Martin running in fourth position. If you're just joining us today, Mark Martin has yet to lead a single lap in this Checker 500, while Dale Earnhardt has clearly led the most laps of this day. Those valuable bonus points still being doled out in a day full of strategy, and that's why Western Auto honors the mechanic of the race, the chief mechanic, the crew chief, whomever it might be, who has to make those tough decisions each and every Winston Cup Sunday. And going into today's race, Robin Pemberton, the crew chief for Mark Martin's Folgers Ford, leads in the season-long competition with $25,000 to be paid at the end of the year. Andy Petrie from Harry Gant's team is second. Mike Beam is third. He is the crew chief for Bill Elliott. Tim Brewer, the crew chief for Jeff Bodine, is fourth. And Danny Glad from Alan Kowicki's team is fifth. That is going into today's race. We'll find out a bit later on this afternoon who will win the Western Auto Mechanic of the Race Award for today's Checker 500. And of the True Value Hard Charger points also um, being tabulated throughout this race. Dale Earnhardt obviously leads that the way he's been at the front of the pack all day long. Kenny Schrader currently is being posted second. Third, Darrell Walfit, Morgan Shepard fourth, and fifth, Rusty Wallace, despite the fact that he's been out of the race for quite a while this afternoon. We've been talking about what a great run Morgan Shepard has had all day long. He currently is up there in third place. He has been up to second and has been challenging for the lead a couple of times before that last round of pit stops. Jim Phillips is in his pit. We certainly are, Barney. Bud Moore, Bud, you're right up there in third position. He seems to be gaining just a little bit right now. Do you have enough? We don't know yet. We're waiting to see. Uh, we get Fred and Earnhardt to battle at one another and get their tires hot. I think we've got a shot at it. That's Bud Moore, of course, the car owner for Morgan Shepard. That's their strategy to wait and see what Schrader and Earnhardt do and then go after it at the end. Well, he's got a good point there because the way Schrader's been really charging around here, he put the heat on Earnhardt a couple of times, got a fender alongside on that restart a moment ago, but hasn't been able to take it away from him. Now he's still within striking distance. He's about three car lengths behind Dale. Let's pause 10 seconds on MRN radio for station identification. Here's Earnhardt out from under the bridge up in turn number four. There is a walkway that goes over this racetrack to allow pedestrian traffic to go into the infield. There is no tunnel here at the Phoenix International Raceway, and uh, the folks here are allowed to buy passes to go from the grandstand down to the infield where they can get right in behind the pits and take a look at all the action. And I think Phoenix has really taken to stock car racing in the last couple of years. If you were here and take a look at this crowd, I think you'd agree with that. Set the situation for you as the laps are winding down. The Checker 500, Dale Earnhardt has been the dominant car all afternoon. There have been a couple of challengers that have been alongside of him, but that's about all they could do. Nobody has been able to take the lead away. Kenny Schrader has had a fender alongside. He currently is second. He is five car lengths behind him. Two car lengths back in third place right now is Morgan Shepard. He's certainly within striking distance there to win his first race in 1990 if he can get on up there and get it done. Mark Martin, who currently leads the Winston Cup points chase, 
He is in fourth place. He's about five seconds behind the leader, Dale Earnhardt. Fifth is Alan Kulwicki. Sixth is Darrell Waltrip, who also has had a very strong car here all day long. And the seventh place car right now should be Rick Mast, who's really given that car a great run. He has given it a great run here today with just 28 miles remaining. We're seeing a little smoke now beginning to uh, bubble off Greg Sachs' automobile. He has had a good run today. He's been in the top uh, 10 all afternoon long. And whether it was a... Uh, I'm just getting a closer look now as he comes past us going into turn number one. Just a little wisp of smoke every now and then. Nothing serious as far as uh, Greg Sachs' automobile is concerned. 284 laps on the board as Dale Earnhardt comes out of turn number four. Back to the stripe. Separation just about a second now from first place. Back to second place, Ken Schrader. Don't forget, next week the Winston Cup Series is off, so MRN will take the weekend off as well. But in two weeks' time, two weeks from today, Sunday, November 18th, this championship battle and the 1990 season draws to a close at the Atlanta Journal 500 at the Atlanta Motor Speedway. New name for that facility in Hampton, Georgia. MRN will be on the air at 12.15 Eastern Time two weeks from today. And of course, the ticket office is open right now if you'd like to make your plans for ticket availability. And don't forget to look ahead to 1991. The Daytona International Speedway ticket office is open with tickets for all of Speed Week 1991 events, and so too the ticket office at Richmond International Raceway, open for the Sunday, February 24th, Pontiac 400, and in Rockingham, the North Carolina Motor Speedway, Sunday, March 3rd, the Goodwrench 500. Contact those tracks and make sure you're not shut out from ticket plans for 1991. We'll take a break and we'll be back. Car with a field in tow, we're ready to go green. We'll do it at lap 291. 312 make up the distance. Not far to go before it'll all be over in the Checker 500. Pace car behind the pit wall. Green flag is out, and Earnhardt is gone. On the restart this time, he is five car lengths ahead of Kenny Schrader before they ever hit turn one. He really snookered Kenny Schrader on the start. Schrader's got a lot of room to make up, making about five car lengths, and Schrader's still battling with some of the slower cars. Morgan Shepard sits in third. Fourth is Mark Martin. Fifth is Darrell Waltrip. And as they run down the back straightaway, the lap car of Derek Cope has slipped in between Earnhardt and Ken Schrader. Then the lap car of Sterling Marlin has slipped in between Schrader and Morgan Shepard as they file off the corner. Behind Morgan Shepard, you've got Mark Martin. Then comes Darrell Waltrip, Bill Elliott, and then Ernie Irvin in the Winston West battle. Remember, Bill Schmidt pitted for tires while Bill Sedgwick did not. So Sedgwick has a big, big edge right now. Although Schmidt with new tires is barreling towards the front in a hurry. Some Lead of those cars, cars some of those cars have made pit stops. Jeff Bodine and Rick Mast really having a handful trying to get through traffic. They're working their way back to turn three around some of the slower cars. Leaders, meanwhile, moving through turn four. Dale Earnhardt opening up 20 car lengths on Ken Schrader with a lap car in between them. Ernie Irvin really slicing up through traffic, trying to pick up a few spots here as the, this race comes down to conclusion. Also, Morgan Shepard back there, trying to get himself free of some traffic and get a little closer to the front of the pack. They're over in turn two. Shepard's running fourth. He's alongside the lap car of Sterling Marlin, finally trying to get by Marlin, and now he does. Marlin went kind of wide going through turn number two, so Mar uh, Shepard gets by. Now Mark Martin makes his move under Sterling Marlin. Martin looks down to the inside of Marlin. They come to the entrance of the corner. Marlin's going to go way out wide. Here comes Martin down to the bottom of the track. 
track, he'll make the pass. So Mark will have clear sailing to the inside groove. He comes off the turn. He is yet to bypass Sterling, though. Here at start-finish, we see Ernie Irvin going wide. Bodine goes wider the inside to pass him. Rick Mast hit the outside retaining wall as he came off turn number four. As he tried to jerk the car back down to the running groove, he ran into Bodine. That car had to make a move down to the inside to get by, but now they sort it out on the backstretch. Good scramble for the fifth position on the back straightaway. Bill Elliott shoots underneath Mark Martin. Move Elliott up a spot, drop Martin back one more. And drop also Jeff Bodine back a couple of positions. He got crunched coming out of turn number four in that little scramble there just a moment ago, so he has lost several spots. 295 laps are on the board. Earnhardt is the leader. Behind him, about a half a second back, is Kenny Schrader trying to catch up to Dale. Trouble in turn two. One car spins to the inside of the racetrack. It's Chuck Bound. The Kellogg's machine loses control. Another car spins. Mark Reed, he tags the outside wall. So the caution is flying. The leaders have yet to take the caution flag. Here comes Earnhardt off turn number four. He does now take the caution. Schrader second, Shepard third, Waltrip fourth, Elliott fifth. Mark Martin is sixth as we go back to turn number one for a recap from Joe Moore. There was a lot of traffic back at the tail end of the field. Some of those cars had stopped trying to make up some room, and there was some three-wide racing here in the corner. Chuck Bound ended up in the outside lane trying to get by some of those cars. He was the first one to spin, and his car rolled down to the inside of the racetrack. Mark Reed came along. He was trying to avoid the spinning car of Bound. He spun as well and tacked the outside wall. Reed has driven away. Chuck Bound still trying to start his car. That'll be the eighth caution flag of the afternoon here at Phoenix as the laps are really winding down now, 296, so we're not too far away from the conclusion. Let's go down to Pit Road, Jim Phillips. We're in the uh, Travis Carter uh, pit of uh, Rick Bast, and Travis, you've been named the Western Auto Mechanic the race, $1,000 to you. Well, thank you, Jim. Uh, you know, that's quite an honor for this entire team. We've worked hard. We've started off pretty good in this race and got up toward the front and, and ran real good early, and we got a little crossed up in the middle part of the race, but uh, we've started to come back a little bit. Maybe we'll still get south for the finish. Of course, the last time that uh, caution came out, they had another tire going down. That's the reason he pitted. But uh, again, Travis Carter receives the $1,000 from Western Auto, and that goes to the $25,000 award at the end of the season, which he might pick up. And we're seeing some pit stops. Let's go down to Dick Brooks. Well, very interesting thing. Mark Martin's car, was he was having a little trouble with the handling on it. Uh, as the race goes on, as the tires get worn down, that car's not been doing as well as Bernard's has. So they came in and pitted it. That's kind of a gamble. I guess they uh, didn't do it last time because they didn't want to lose track position. Uh, this time they've done it. They're going to go out with four brand new tires on. So for a short period of time, they're going to be awful quick, but they're going to be back into traffic somewhat. So they may have to give up a lot of track position just to make that change for Mark Martin. It's not been a really good day for Mark. Hasn't been all that bad, but certainly not what they anticipated they could come away from here with. They're going to leave some points on the table, and they did not want to do that, whereas Earnhardt is going to pick up a bunch of points the way the situation stands right now if it finishes anywhere near like it is. Ernie Irvin also made a stop there just a second ago under this caution, along with Greg Sachs, Dale Jarrett was in, and Bill Sedgwick, I believe, came in also, and that's kind of going to equalize him with Bill Smith, who pitted in the previous uh, caution there just a few minutes ago. Exactly. Bill Schmidt took on tires on lap 289. Bill Sedgwick on lap 297. We're now at 298 of 312 as the uh, pit stops are continuing for some teams. We are going to break away, and as soon as we come back, we will take you to the finish of this Checker 500. We'll be back to Phoenix in just a moment. Well, here at Phoenix International Raceway, the field getting the indication of one more lap, and we will be going back to green. Chuck Bowne has just bought the Kellogg's machine back to pit road. Let's go to the pits. 
They changed the right side tires on his machine, Eli. They'll probably change all four tires, and they are going to change all fours. They're taking loose the left side lug nuts. As you pointed out in that last round of pit stops, Bill Sedgwick did came in. Uh, he came in the pits, and they changed tires on his car. So he should be set to give uh, Bill Schmidt all he can handle for these last few laps here. There's going to be a, quite a few drivers that's going to have all they can handle. Earnhardt right in behind the pace car, works over to turn number three, getting ready for this restart. Kenny Schrader's right behind him. Then comes Morgan Shepard, third. Darrell Waltrip is fourth. And Bill Elliott has now moved up to fifth place. As the pace car goes in behind the pit wall, let's hope we can go down to the green flag without another caution. Earnhardt, go ahead. Is Arnie, has, I talked to Steve Beal. He said it, the reason they came in, they were just going to get beat anyway. And uh, they felt they might have a better shot by doing it this way with new tires on. There's still 10 laps to go. Uh, and he said, what's the difference? We were beat anyway. Trouble, Trouble in turn, turn two. Greg Sachs gets spun around, tagged by two other cars. Another one hits the outside wall. Rodney Combs makes contact. Jim Bell is involved. Harry Gant gets squeezed into the outside wall. And a lot of damage on Dale Jarrett's car. About four or five cars involved in that. And sheet metal really crinkled in over there. And caution is right back on the speedway. Let's go over to Joe Moore. It's amazing. Everybody drove away. The last cars to leave, Jim Bell, also the Harry Gant car. Gant got his machine stopped in time but he did get squeezed into the outside wall. Of course, he had a lot of damage to his machine already, but everyone got turned back around. It all started with Greg Sachs spun coming off turn number two, and he had collected about four other machines here. Pretty good damage to the right rear of Sachs's car, though he continues to run. Harry Gant and uh, Chuck Bown, or rather Jim Bown, are staying on the racetrack. Here comes Rodney Combs to the pits, and Dale Jarrett, probably the most uh, severely damaged of the automobiles. He's sitting up in the corner on the apron of the racetrack. They may have to get a wrecker out there to get him in. Dale Jarrett, Sitco Ford, really crunched in on the left front side of that machine. Not been a good day for Dale Jarrett either here at Phoenix this afternoon. All of a sudden, we were home free for the most part in uh, caution flags, and in the last half hour or so here, I can't believe how many we've had. We've had about four in the last 20 or 30 laps. Lap 301 right now. That'll give us 11 laps to go, 10 to go, when they cross the stripe this time as the pace car is bringing them down. So it looks like it's going to be a few more minutes before they get it cleaned up over there, but there's not much doubt this race will finish under green. We'll take a short break, and we'll be back for the conclusion, hopefully under green, of the Checker 500. From here at Phoenix International Raceway, 302 laps are on the board. It will be nine to go as they come across the stripe this time, and they're still hooking the wrecker up to Dale Jarrett, Sitko Ford there near Allen Bestwick in turn four. Well, the front end of the car was bent down pretty good, Eli. They had trouble getting the hood open so they could latch on to the frame of the car underneath it to pick it up. They finally were able to get the pins off the hood, and now they're trying to strap onto the car. The back end of the car is all bent up, too. The right rear tires all twisted around and flat. The sheet metal's pushed over, so that's a pretty well used up race car. There were several cars involved in that over there. Dale Jarrett is one of the worst damaged machines. They are going to have to hook up a wrecker, as we said, and pull him into the garage area. More than likely, he will be through for the day. Harry Gant also got a little sheet metal wrinkle. He'll be able to continue. Of course, he lost it a great deal of time in the garage earlier, so it's not really going to hurt Harry all that much. Jim Bown uh, also very heavily involved, along with Greg Sachs and Rodney Combs. Rodney Combs has made a couple of pit stops. His car doesn't appear to be all that damaged, and he is going back onto the racetrack. The problem right now is getting Dale Jarrett's car moved off the apron of the racetrack up in turn number four. Once they accomplish that, it appears that the cleanup crews uh, just about completed their work over in front of Joe Moore. Got a little bit of sweeping going on over here. A lot of debris was uh, dropped onto the track when all those cars came together. But just a couple of guys out sweeping up. Looks like they're just about finished here in turn two. 
here at Phoenix International Raceway. Everybody looking and waiting to see exactly how everybody sorts themselves out here after the uh, caution flag. Mark Martin, as we told you moments ago, came in for those tires and currently is running back in 10th position. Dale Earnhardt is the race leader. You know, looking back in the championships over the years, the closest Winston Cup point finishes were 12 points for Rusty Wallace over Bill Elliott back in 1989. 19 points for Dale Earnhardt over Cale Yarborough in 1980 and 24 points for Bill Elliott over Rusty Wallace in 1988. Uh, this could be a type of a year that rewrites all of those records. It wouldn't surprise me in the least. And if things don't get back to green, although I expect they will, but pending how many spots Mark Martin could pick up here, we could leave Phoenix with Dale Earnhardt having grabbed the lead going into Atlanta. That could well happen unless uh, Mark can pick up a few positions. It's all going to depend on how many laps we can get in under green. If we can get, say, five or six of the eight laps that remain under green, with Mark with four fresh new tires can be able to slice through some of that traffic and get himself back up there and at least pick up three, maybe four positions before this race is over. If the race should remain under caution too much longer and he doesn't have that many laps to do it, it's going to cost him a lot of positions. Looks like they'll have a take one on the field as they come out of turn four this time, so we're about set to go back to the green flag racing. Earnhardt is the leader. There's a couple of lap cars between Dale Earnhardt and the second-place machine of Kenny Schrader, Derek Cope, and Sterling Marlin are the two cars in between, but now they're going to drop down to the inside. So that will allow the cars on the lead lap to pull up bumper to bumper as they work back into turn number one. So the finish, well, it might get kind of ticklish here before it's over. Really could. Now at this stage of the race, only the cars on the lead lap are allowed on the outside groove. So that'll keep everybody bunched up together. The attendance they have just announced as 75,000 here at Phoenix International Raceway. That is a brand new track record, which is the same thing we told you at this very same date a year ago when we were talking about a 60,000 person crowd. This is now 75,000, the brand new track record here at Phoenix International Raceway. And I couldn't argue with that at all. I mean, there are folks everywhere. Well, there's not an inch of space inside the racetrack that doesn't have somebody sitting down and watching this race. And as you pointed out, the mountain to the left up in turns three and four, uh, there's at least five, maybe six, 7,000 people up there on the side of the mountain. They've added some new seats in the back stretch, and they're all full also. Pace car going behind the pit wall. And we're ready to conclude the Checker 500. Dale Earnhardt, the leader. Kenny Schrader, second. Morgan Shepard, third. On the takeoff again on that green flag, Earnhardt is just amazing. Three car lengths ahead before they hit turn one. Earnhardt gets the jump. Schrader trapped back in traffic. He's fighting alongside the Derek Cope car. Next in line, Morgan Shepard. He's got Sterling Marlin on his side. Then comes the Darrell Walter machine and Bill Elliott. Schrader clears the lap car of Derek Cope now as they enter turn number three, but he's five car lengths back off of Earnhardt. Then after Cope comes this third place car Morgan Shepard and fourth place Darrell Waltrip. Those cars just sorting themselves out of the cars in the wall. There's one car in the wall in turn three. That's the Troy Beebe car. Same thing he did earlier today. Locked up the brakes, came up the racetrack. He's barely grazed the wall. He's letting the car roll down the racetrack now. The motor is running. Beebe continues away. And this race is going to stay under green. We do not see the caution coming out. BB gets the car out of traffic, so the track should be clear. Earnhardt takes it back to turn number three. Again, Schrader a couple of car lengths back, and Troy BB gets his car on a pit road. So this race will stay under green flag conditions as the laps are going down. 3.08 about to be posted on the scoreboard as they work back to turn one. 
Earnhardt leads the way. Schrader about five car lengths behind him. We're watching the moves of Mark Martin further back in the field. He's really got his hands full, trying to get around the Rick Wilson car. Also there with uh, the Bill Schmidt machine. He'll make it three wide off turn number two and making a move to the inside. Also watching the Bill Sedgwick car. He gambled on that pit stop for four tires. He's not been able to catch up to Schmidt and clear traffic. Schmidt could be winding his way to a Winston West championship. They come off of turn four. Remember, those cars, Schmidt and Sedgwick, whoever finishes ahead of the other man will win the Winston West title. Sedgwick is closing on Schmidt. He is just two and a half car lanes back in turn number one. Schmidt holds his car down on the inside of the racetrack. Now another car comes into play, the Rick Wilson machine. Sedgwick, two car lengths behind. He'll try to go to the outside, but Davey Allison is there. Everything steady at the front of the pack. Earnhardt, ten car lengths now over Ken Schrader. Single file all the way back. Mark Martin still not able to make any progress up from the tenth position. Earnhardt out of turn number four. Been everything has went his way here today. He may leave this place this afternoon with a big smile on his face. He is going back into turn number one, just two laps remaining. Plenty of clear sailing for Earnhardt now because Schrader, some six or seven car links back. Battle good for the third spot, though. It's Morgan Shepard trying to hold off Darrell Waltrip. Bill Elliott's right in behind them. Elliott's going to slip underneath the Derek Cope car, get around him, trying to stay in pursuit of Waltrip. Meanwhile, on the back straightaway, trying to make the move to get the Winston West title. Bill Cedric is pinned in behind lap traffic. He's got just one more mile to go. White flag for Dale Earnhardt, who is leading the race. White flag for the battle for the Winston West Championship. Schmidt just ahead of Sedgwick. They're in turn one. Bill Schmidt down to the inside of the track. He's right behind the Davy Ellison car. Now Sedgwick tries to make his move to the outside. There may not be enough time. Two other cars separate the two. Down the back straightaway, Earnhardt clear sailing all by himself on the way to the checkered flag. Here comes the duel for the Winston West title. Two lap cars get in the way of Bill Sedgwick. Schmidt looks like he's going to be able to hold on. Earnhardt has just won the checker 500 as Terry Labonte blows up going off into turn number one. And here comes Bill Schmidt to the start finish line. He will win the Winston West championship by one position and by a car length and a half over yeah. Bill Sedgwick as we go to pit road. Three cars have crashed together coming into turn number one. One of those is Mark Martin. A lot of damage to the front end of his car. Ernie Irvin is involved. Dave Marcus is involved. Jeff Bodine spun off the racetrack down on the pit road. And the checker and the caution came out on the speedway as they went off into that corner. And apparently, Terry Labonte's car has dropped quite a bit of oil or liquid going off into that corner. And that would be the reason some of those cars spun and got together down in turn number one. It's all over. Dale Earnhardt has won the checker 500 and picked up several points on Mark Martin in the battle for the Winston Cup championship. And Bill Smith apparently has won the Winston West title. We'll take a break and we'll be back. NASCAR Today continues on MRN Radio. Sponsored by Ford and your local Ford dealers who invite you to see the exciting lineup of tough Ford trucks. Here at Phoenix International Raceway, boy, when it happens, it happens in a hurry. Dale Earnhardt has won. Unofficially, Mark Martin would be the last car on the lead lap. That would be 10th. We are tabulating at the moment the current Winston Cup points. Meanwhile, the accident in turn number one at the end of the race uh, brought a lot of cars to a grinding halt. Let's go back to Joe Moore. Well, again, it all started when Terry Labonte's engine blew just as he came across the start-finish line. Not only did he put a lot of oil 
down on the racetrack, but a lot of smoke. And when the drivers took the checkered flag, they couldn't see which way to go. Last count, six cars were involved here. Mark Martin, whose car still sits in the middle of the racetrack with a lot of front-end damage. Jeff Bodine spun down onto pit road. Ernie Irvin was involved. Chuck Bown involved. John Krebs and the Dave Marcus car. Now, the Krebs car is still sitting on pit road, as is Jeff Bodine's car. They're bringing the rollback in to pick up Mark Martin's machine, but everyone has walked away. Let's check in with Jim Phillips. And we've caught up with a second-place finisher, Kenny Schrader. Well, Kenny, you ran him close, and you ran him tough, but you just couldn't get by Dale Earnhardt. Dale was just a little bit faster all day. You know, my hat's off to him. The team did a heck of a job. Really proud of my Kodiak team. They got us in and out of the pits good all day. Car was real close all day. We was just that little bit off. You know, when you don't win these Winston Cup races, when you're just that little bit off. But uh, we're happy with the second place. We'll take it here. It's a, it's a big improvement on our 13th last year. How about uh, the track as far as you're concerned? Did it change a lot today? just got slicker and slicker and slicker but i tell you what buddy job and people out here in phoenix i love running this place it's one of my favorite tracks you know a lot of races you look up in the grandstands with 20 to go and you see people filtering out and i didn't see none leaving today that's kenny schrader he's won seven times during different divisions finished the second today the dale earnhardt and the checker 500. well there's no doubt the race fans got their nickels worth here this afternoon of the checker 500. unofficially let's take you back as how we had the top 10 coming across the line earnhardt the winner kenny schrader finishes second morgan shepherd third daryl waltrip fourth fifth to bill elliott sixth to alan kowicki seventh to rick mast eighth to Jeff Bodine, ninth Ernie Irvin, and Mark Martin, who got caught up in that last lap accident down there, unofficially would finish in 10th position. So he is going to lose a lot of points to Dale Earnhardt here in the battle for the million-dollar Winston Cup championship. Martha Oliver is busily uh, tabulating, and we can tell you that Dale Earnhardt is leading the Winston Cup points at this moment. He would be four points ahead if indeed Mark Martin finishes 10th. Now the way we have things now is Earnhardt would win and Martin finishes 10th. If that is correct, then Dale Earnhardt would lead by four points heading into Atlanta in two weeks from now. And how would you like to see the stampede head into the box office at Atlanta Raceway right now? Boy, it's going to be some finish down there for the Winston Cup championship. And Mark Martin did everything he could here today. The car just was really not quite up to par all day long. He didn't run that bad, but he didn't run that good. And Earnhardt, on the other hand, had everything in his corner. The car handled good. They had good horsepower, and he wins the race. So he did everything he could do, and it's going to be some finish in Atlanta in two weeks. Boy, oh, boy, we'll have that broadcast for you right here on MRN Radio. The members of the press covering the Checker 500 have voted the Goodies Headache Award, $750 to Rusty Wallace, a $250 donation going to the Brenner Children's Hospital in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, from Goodies Manufacturing in Rusty Wallace's name. Of course, the MRN crew will vote with the Peak Performance Award here in just a moment. But let's go back to Jim Phillips in the yeah. garage area. We've caught up with Morgan Shepard. Morgan, fine run for you today, third. Well, the motorcraft on the bird ran real good, and the race just didn't go in our favor. Uh, the cautions seemed to hurt us real bad. The Chevys was pretty strong uh, uh, on the short runs, and uh, it took me a while to get going. How about that blazing sun out of that affect you any at all today? Well, it wasn't too bad. Uh, we was prepared for it uh, pretty much. We had the uh, windshield taped up good, and uh, that kept a lot of sun out. And uh, I had a pair of good goggles that uh, really uh, kept the sun out of my eyes. When you got to Earnhardt there one time, really running him tough, and you were gaining on him quite a bit, where did he have everybody beat today? Well, it seems like he could go down the straightaway pretty good. Uh, I was quite a bit better than him in the corners, but uh, he was so strong down the straightaway. 
That's Morgan Shepard. Fine third place finish for him today, and he's in the battle for points too. A lot of these point battles shaping up. Morgan Shepard third today. Let's Jim, go to we victory got lane. The winner, got the winner of the thing here, and I'll tell you, this is a happy bunch of people. If I ever seen, uh, I've seen Dale Earnhardt a lot of times in victory lane, but I've never seen him. I don't think quite as happy as he is right now. Dale, uh, this is what you guys been looking for, I guess. Well, we've been working hard for it, Dick, and uh, the good Lord gave us a good safe day, and this car ran perfect. This Jim Goodwin Chevrolet couldn't have did any better. You know, the guys worked real hard on getting it out here and getting it in the shape that he is. Uh, you know, we felt like we had our best car here and everything, and we feel like we got our best car going to Atlanta. They just did a good job, Eddie Lanier and Kirk and all the guys. They just, just worked real hard, and I was really pleased with the car the way it drove all, all day. Rusty, I think, would have been our main competition. He had his problems. All we had to do is sort of just hold them off for a few laps on the restarts, and once they, you know, the tires started coming in, theirs started going away. I could drive away from them, so it was just our day. You got to start thinking after about three caution flags, just bam, bam, bam. That uh, boy, this is, it just ain't meant to be. I was, I was worried about going down and turn one and the right front being flat or something, you know, after those cautions. But you know, I just sort of kept my mind off of it and kept my uh, thoughts on running this thing smooth. Kenny looked like he tried to make a run at me there at the end, and he was doing all he could do. And I still I had just a little bit left, but I was still using the car pretty hard, so we you know, had enough to make it. Well, I tell you, it, you know, it's, it makes an exciting thing out of it. But you, the last three races or so, three or four races, you guys have uh, have not been the Earnhardt uh, Childers number three team. Was that by design and just all of a sudden you decided to go ahead and do it or, or it's just the way it worked out? Well, it, it just sort of worked out that way. Charlotte was a bad day for us. And then Rockingham, we just never did get to handle on it. It really felt good to come back in style right here. And, you know, Mark, uh, he was doing OK, but uh, he never led a lap and he wasn't a dominant factor. So we feel good about getting ahead of him. You are four points ahead now, so you are the leader again. I feel better in front than I did behind, I guarantee you, especially going to Atlanta. One more show. I bet he does. I tell you, it's a happy bunch of people. This is uh, what they've all been looking for. Richard Childers, what do you think about it now? Well, i tell you what, I can breathe again now. You know, I, was, I thought those last 20, 25 laps were the longest one I ever seen. I just, I was really worried about maybe cutting a tire or something. So, you know, it, it was just our day, and, you know, we're just very pleased with it. That's about the worst thing you can do is run out there on hot, sticky tires on caution flags like that time and time again in it. Yeah, what happens, it, you know, they'll just pick up those rocks and, you know, with you driving, you know, and you'll get that flat when you least expect it. But, you know, this GM Goodwrench team today just done a super job in the pits and Dale done a super job on the track, so it was just a good day. Happy bunch of people. Thank you. <laughs> All right. I'll tell you, this is a happy crew. They, uh, This is what they've been looking for, I think. I bet it is. And uh, four-point lead now for Dale Earnhardt going into the season-ending race at the Atlanta Raceway in just a couple of weeks' time. It's time now for the MRN crew to vote the Peak Performance Cool Move of the Race Award, the winner receiving $500 from Peak Antifreeze and Summer Coolant. Let's go out to turns one and two where Joe Moore's had a busy day today. Yes, indeed. The best move I saw was by Darrell Waltrip later uh, in the race today when Alan Kowicki spun directly in front of him. Not only did Kowicki block the entire racetrack, but the smoke from his tires when he spun really made it kind of tough, and Darrell made a really good move there. So I'll vote for Darrell Waltrip. Alan Bestwick? No question about it. Darrell Waltrip made a very cool move to avoid that spin. I know Barney and I have already talked, and we concur on that. Let's go to the pits for a nomination from Jim Phillips. I have to go along with Darrell Waltrip. That was just a handy move. He's heads up driving and uh, saved a, a big catastrophe there. And Dick Brooks? Well, I sure hate to throw a wrench in this thing, and, and I'm not going to for the money-wise, but I've seen uh, Rick Mass hit the wall coming off a of four and bounced all the way back, hit another car, and then hit Jeff Bodine. And Jeff come to the inside wall, saved a car, and still made the pass going into turn. Now, Daryl did a good job, but I'd a lot rather been in Daryl's position than I had been in uh, Jeff's position at that particular time. 
So Darrell Waltrip will take home the $500 from Peak Antifreeze and Summer Coolant as the winner of the Peak Performance Cool Move of the Race Award. Let's pause 10 seconds on MRN Radio for station identification. Back with you at Phoenix International Raceway, MRN, with our continuing coverage of the Checker 500, won by Dale Earnhardt. Dale won just about everything there is to win today with his race victory. Of course, he is inducted again for the ninth time into the Gatorade Circle of Champions. He won the True Value Hard Charger Award. He was among the top five more than anybody all day today. He'll also take home $1,000 as the Top Dog Award from the folks at Dinner Bell Meets. We heard earlier today from Travis Carter as he won the Western Auto Mechanic of the Race Award. Unofficially, Ernie Irvin would win the Heinz Ketchup Award pending final verification from NASCAR Timing and Scoring and the Holly Farms Lickety Split Award it never did change from the second lap of the day when Rusty Wallace turned the speedway at 120.643 miles an hour. Let's go back to the garage. We've caught up with Mark Martin. Mark, you finished 10th today. It wasn't a good day for you. Well, it really wasn't. The cautions really didn't work out to our favor. We were looking pretty good. Uh, we were setting fourth. Now, I had used my tires up uh, getting to fourth, but I think the laps were going to click off, and I believe we were going to hang on to fourth place there, and, but I'd used them up. See, and when the caution came out, we were in trouble on, on the next restart. I didn't have nothing left to race on, and I had no choice on that next caution to come and get tires, and we just didn't get a chance to use them. You know, we should have. We ran better than 10th all day. Uh, we didn't certainly didn't run good enough to win, but we should have had a top five finish. But things just don't always work out. You know, we, we're going to have to go to Atlanta and, and race to win, and, and uh, that's what we were doing here today. We just, uh, circumstances didn't work out for us. What happened there on the last lap? Well, you know, I'm racing to the line. I'm racing for a championship. Uh, I, I ran down there and, and I could see smoke and I could see there must, you know, I could see uh, all cars everywhere. And when I got to the start finish line, I got in the brakes and the wheel hopped it and got into Jeff and somebody got into me and it was, the wreck was on, you know. Uh, just an unfortunate situation. At least it was the last lap, <laughs> you know, at least it was over. Mark Martin, he heads on to Atlanta. He's four down out of Dale Earnhardt, but he's looking forward to the Atlanta race. I bet he is. The Atlanta Motor Speedway hosting the Winston Cup Series in a couple of weeks from now. Let's take a look at the uh, finishing order, and we will also tell you that the uh, series moves on to Atlanta with the Unical Challenge rolling over to $45,600. That's the money that's up for grabs to the Bush Pole winner should he win the race. Rusty Wallace unable to do that today, so it will be $45,600. We move on to Atlanta in just a couple of weeks' time. The finishing order when we come back to Phoenix, Arizona in just a moment. Welcome back to Phoenix International Raceway. Dale Earnhardt has won the Checker 500. Mark Martin finishes in 10th position, so Earnhardt leads the Winston Cup points now by four points over Martin going into the season finale in Atlanta. But the Winston West Championship battle, boy, what a dandy it was today as side-by-side -side, Bill Schmidt and Bill Sedgwick battled almost all afternoon. And Bill Schmidt, the wily veteran, came out with the title with an 18th place finish. Let's catch up with him in the garage area. Yeah, we, uh, we've caught up with Bill Schmidt here. He's, uh, he's a happy boy. Just got himself a, a West Coast championship. Uh, uh, tickled to death. Yeah, it's really nice. Uh, 
I thought they would look for a while, look kind of bleak, but uh, the last uh, pit stop really helped us, and uh, we prevailed over Bill Sedgwick, so I guess that gave us the championship. It was a close runner right up to that point, anyway. Well, it sure did. You started off. Whoever whoever finished in front of the other one was going to win, and you beat him by two positions, so uh, you got it done. Well, it was close, believe me, and I, I thank everybody. It was a terrific day, and... Uh, I, I wish the, that we didn't have to run that close. I would have liked to run with the Cup guys, but we had to run our own race too. But uh, thanks to Bill Sedgwick and everybody else in NASCAR did a terrific job. Well, we enjoyed watching. You guys did do some pretty good racing out there, and it's a shame that it had to be, uh, you know, back in a race or whatever because uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people here that knew what was going on, and some people didn't. But we watched you all, all day and talked about it a lot, and it was an awful good race. You're up in Redding, California. I'm from Portoville, and I, I used to drive a truck back and forth through Redding all the time, and that's about where, I, where, where I'd lay over and sleep every night. Killed a great big old buck up there one night standing in the middle of the road and brought it down to a truck stop right there in the middle of Redding and, uh, and give it to a bunch of guys. That's a good town. Yeah, Dick, it's kind of changed, though, now. The, the truck stops are gone, and the deer's moved out, and the people took over, and, uh, but they're still there. They just have to go out in the hills a little farther to find them. Well, that's a good area. You looking forward to next year? Yeah, we're going to give her a whirl again. You know, I guess that uh, uh, everybody says wants to keep that, keeps asking me like they do Herschel, how long are you going to keep doing this? But, shoot, I feel good. I just soon win another 100 laps. It's all right with me. <laughs> boy, do it as long as you enjoy it. You bet. Thanks a lot. All right, sir. That's a happy boy. Sounds like it is. Bill Schmidt, the Winston West champion. Let's take a look at the finishing order here today. Dale Earnhardt has won the Checker 500. Kenny Schrader finished second. Super run for Schrader. Third was Morgan Shepard. Fourth goes to Darrell Waltrip, and Bill Elliott finishes fifth. Sixth is Alan Kulwicki. Seventh belongs to Rick Mast, who was in the top five, six, seven cars all afternoon long. Eighth goes to Jeff Bodine. Ninth was Ernie Irvin, and Mark Martin finishes tenth. Eleventh will be Davey Allen. 12th, Greg Sachs. 13th spot is Terry Labonte. 14th goes to Derek Cope. And 15th, Brett Bodine. 16th is Sterling Marlin. Dave Marcus finishes 17th. 18th is Bill Schmidt. 19th belongs to Rick Wilson. And 20th is Bill Sedgwick. In 21st spot today was Chad Little. 22nd goes to Ted Musgrave. 23rd is Chuck Bowne. Richard Penny finishes 24th. Jimmy Means will be 25th. Coming home in 26th today is Hutch Strickland. 27th is Rodney Combs. Jimmy Bound finishes 28th. 29th spot goes to Brent Kading. And 30th is Dale Jarrett. In 31st is John Krebs. 32nd, Ricky Rudd. 33rd spot today will be the Gary Collins automobile. In 34th position comes Mark Reed. Finishing 35th is Troy Beebe. Jeff Purvis finishes 36th. Harry Gant had a long day today. He'll finish in 37th. Rusty Wallace, who left with engine failure, finishes 38th. 39th spot goes to Mike Chase. 40th was Dick Trickle. In 41st, Kyle Petty. Bobby Hillen finishes 42nd. And Michael Waltrip finished in 43rd position. So that's how it winds down today here at Phoenix International Raceway. We do want to remind you again that in two weeks from today, on the 18th of November, the Winston Cup Series will wind to a close for 1990. And the championship so very much on the line, just four points separating the top two contenders. Dale Earnhardt now leading Mark Martin by four points. Our broadcast time 
time from Atlanta on November 18th will be 12.15 Eastern time. The ticket office is open right now, and I dare say their phones are ringing off the hook as tickets are available for the Atlanta Journal 500 on Sunday, November the 18th. We certainly hope you enjoyed our coverage from Phoenix today. It's been a super week out here in the Valley of the Sun. The hospitality has been superb. We want to thank Joe Moore, who covered the action in the turns one and two area today. Alan Bestwick was in turns three and four. Our pit coverage this afternoon from Jim Phillips and Dick Brooks. Behind the scenes, Martha Oliver and Augusta Johnson were on the scoring loop. Our production assistant, Cleveland's own Ted Stone. And we do thank everybody for joining us here at Phoenix this weekend. We'll talk to you Tuesday evening at 7 o'clock Eastern time with NASCAR Live as we open up the phone lines to you toll-free at 1-800-2-NASCAR. And then each and every weekday afternoon, Alan Bestwick will be along with NASCAR Today, the latest NASCAR news, hot off the presses, so to speak, right here on MRN Radio. So for all of us, and speaking for Barney Hall, I'm Eli Gold with our congratulations to Dale Earnhardt winning the Checker 500, Bill Schmidt, the champion of the Winston West Series, and we'll talk to you this week from Daytona Beach. Till then, so long, everybody. MRN Radio, coverage of the NASCAR Winston Cup Series has come to you from Phoenix International Raceway and sponsored by Pontiac and your local Pontiac dealer. We build excitement by Tyson Holly Farms, the official chicken of NASCAR and sponsor of today's Lickety Split Award. By True Value Hardware Stores, got a tough job to do? You can do it with True Value Hardware Stores. By Anheuser-Busch, Brewers of Bush Beer, head for the mountains of Bush Beer. By Unical, the winning spirit rides with you every time. By Armor Star Can Meats, America's choice for the great outdoors. By Baby Root, the official candy bar of Junior Johnson. By Gatorade, Gatorade gives your body what it's thirsty for. By Planters Nuts and Mr. Peanut, sponsor of Travis Carter's Chevrolet. By Dinner Bell Meats, the official meat products of NASCAR. By Peak Antifreeze and Summer Coolant, only Peak gives you peak performance. By First Brands, makers of STP oil treatment, STP is the edge. And by Western Auto, the official auto parts and service store of NASCAR. The executive producer of MRN Radio is John McMullen. Associate producer, Alan Bestwick. Engineers, Harry Howard and Clay Stalka. Affiliate relations, Pat Hensley and David Hyatt. Production assistants, Tina Marr, Cheryl Knight and Stephanie Ellis. This is Rick Lewis. This broadcast was a production of MRN Radio, a division of International Speedway Corporation. This has been MRN Classic Races, presented by Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR and brought to you by Hercules Tires, right on our strength. Join us every Thursday for more classic races from the MRN Vault.